And I used to say the blue shirts run the firehouse. And they do. Because it ain't the chief, it ain't the deputy, it ain't the bad chief, he ain't the one out there cleaning the shitters. The blue shirt is. Is the bad chief making dinner? I don't think so. That blue shirt's running it. That blue shirt's washing the rig. The bad chief didn't wash his car, we washed it. The blue shirt did all that. I'm just the one that made sure that they had the power turned on and had all the shit they needed. That's all I do. Oh, you're, you're, you're saying they have control. Well, they kind of do. Because without them, again, I'm just a dude sitting in a corner office. Excellence is a rarity, but you are not alone. Talk and shop with Outrider Firefighters. Hey, everyone. Oh, my gosh. Good evening. <laughs> Episode 25, Talk and Shop here. I'm with Chief Alan Stiles, and uh, I say this all the time, but you guys missed some green room stuff already. So just, you know, I don't know, put a seatbelt on, put a helmet on or something, because it's going to be a wild ride. So you guys are in for a good show. Uh, thank you, Chief, for coming on. I really appreciate you coming on. You've been a supporter of mine uh, pretty early. Uh, I've been I've been seeing you like and, and, and share comments and stuff, and that's pretty cool, and I'm glad to have you on. Um, I'm, I'm glad to be here, man. You know, Facebook's the way, so, I mean, you know, you got to get into it, I guess. As bad as Facebook is. But it's nice to we've see you got... guys from Illinois, <laughs> the, the back home. Yeah, I know, and we're going to get into that too, obviously, and talk through where you've come from because uh, there's there's another connection that I didn't really know until we've been green rooting, really, and, and that and Gurney and all that. I I really didn't know all that, so yeah. Uh, let's just go right into the to some of those first questions. So, uh, your first exposure to the fire service, what was it? <laughs> that was pretty easy. And my old man was on the job. Uh, and my mom was a nurse, and my dad was a fireman, so I had two choices: uh, wear the stupid white hat and the long white socks and the skirt, and be a nurse or be a fireman. So I uh, chose the fireman role. But uh, uh, back in the seventies, yes, seventies, um, mom worked nights, and, and uh, so when dad was on shift, I got to go live in the firehouse, and, and I grew up in the firehouse. And uh, that there's stories. We're kind of talking in the green room. There were stories uh, uh, that. Uh, I, I kind of ran the roost at, you know, four or five, six years old. I was running around like I was the big dog. And uh, there's a story uh, uh, that my dad tells. And uh, I, we, I just saw him. Uh, he's 92. I, we just went back and saw him uh, on Friday. We drove back to Wisconsin to see him and my mom and uh, wife and I did. And we were talking about old school stuff and just uh, just how far you know life's gone for us. And, and you know, my son's a fireman now uh, down in Tennessee and, and so we were just kind of talking about the family tradition, and and as we were joking about it, he says, you know, uh, Uncle Tom, which was the, the chief at the time, Chief Tom Holtz, uh, we called him. Everybody was growing up in a firehouse, same as you, growing up in a firehouse. Everybody's your uncle, right? You had, yeah. had 8,000 8, uncles. Uh, but Uncle Tom was the chief, and uh, he said that one day I was down by his office in the day room, and it was a two-story uh, house in Streamwood where my dad was on. And uh, he said I ran down the hallway towards the, the fire pole, and he said I jumped. And he said, I wrapped that pole. And he said, he thought I missed it. And they all ran down the stairs and I'm standing down at the bottom and I had my arms up and I said, I'm going to be a fireman someday. And, and that's where it started, I guess, back in, you know, 70, I don't even know what the hell it was, 73, 74, my old man said, and kind of went from there. You know, I just, he retired in the, in the, in the eighties and, and uh, I grew up uh, in, in uh, Elgin, Illinois and uh, uh, their now retired deputy chief, uh, Dennis Irons, I was a lieutenant on engine four, which was uh, about three blocks from my house. And his son and I went to school together. So I was always hanging out with him and, and Sean and I would ride our bikes down to 
to, to the firehouse and see his dad and, and kind of hang out. So I kind of hung around to it. And uh, then I started in a little cadet program out in Cartnersville in, uh, in the late 80s. I got hired in 89 right after I graduated. Uh, went through the academy, spent three or four years there. Uh, then had the opportunity to move um, to a small town called Harvard over by Rockford. Uh, became, uh, uh, worked, uh, gotten my medical license and was, was working as a, a paramedic in the level one trauma center for a few years and run a little volunteer department for a little bit. And then I got on the contract in, uh, in Gurney back in 90, shit, 99, I think it was. I spent a few years there and then, uh, Harvard gone, went full time and I had the opportunity to go back there and I went there and stayed there until, uh, 2010 and then had some epiphany that I needed to leave the streets and become a fire chief. I don't know what the hell I was thinking there, but uh, found this little town up in western Michigan, right on right on the, the coast of Lake Michigan, and uh, thought, what the hell, we'll give it a shot, and uh, came up for a couple interviews, and came up for the last interview, and uh, my old lady said, hey, I'm going to go with you. I'm like, no, no, you stay home. She's like, no, I'm going to go with. And uh, we, have, we have two boys. Uh, Cody's uh, my oldest. He'll turn uh, 30 end of the month. He's an autistic child. Uh, lives in a, in a group home now, but a uh, great little kid. And then uh, my youngest son, Kate, was, uh, Casey, was 10 uh, when, when we moved, or 11. Um, but uh, we got up here that night. They uh, were going through the interview process. It was me and another dude. And they said, hey, uh, you want to be the fire chief? And I was like, oh, shit. I got to go back and tell my bosses I'm leaving. And they said, yeah, be back in 30 days. So I had to pick up. And I'd never been to Michigan before, except once as a kid, my parents would come up here to the Kellogg's plant down in Kalamazoo to get a free box of, you know, Lucky Charm cereal and, you know, go camping on a summer vacation. And the only time I'd ever been to Michigan and uh, looked at the life and said, well, I guess we're going to be in Michigan now. And almost 15 years later, we're still here. We're still kicking. So it, uh, it's kind of where it went. You know, it's kind of things fell. I just, they, they fell right. And they didn't all fall good, but they fell right, you know, and, and, and I made a lot of friends and, I, and I've had, a, a, you know, again, working, working with your uncle, you know, I mean, he has an opposite shift, but I worked some overtime on, on his shift. And, you know, it, it it's kind of neat to, to how these things come full circle in your life, you know. Yeah, it, it is crazy how everything just connects to everything at some point, like that's the fire service. Uh, and I know you'll talk about your cadre later. Um, you know, and like Rob Ramirez and some of the build your culture guys, like I had found, you know, that stuff through the social media world, if you will. Right. And, and followed those, the, the pages and followed those guys and listened to them on shows. And like, you're part of that. Like, it's just crazy. That's, that's weird. That, but that's so weird too. Right? You know, you look at some of these guys and, you know, you look at Rob Ramirez and, and we'll, we'll talk about Rob's. If you've never had a chance to, to I know you just did, uh, uh, you know, right under fire down at, down at Champaign. And what a great class. And what a great group of guys. What a great cadre of guys down there teaching that. And there's a million ways to skin a cat, brother. We know that. We can go, we can talk fire service. There's a million ways to do it. But, but uh, you know, the, the Mayday mindset that Robert does with his group out of Miami, uh, it's just a phenomenal class. And, and we do that up here. And, and uh, Sean Duffy is one of my, one of my dearest friends. Uh, him and, and Pablo from Florida made up a, a Build Your Culture. And, uh, if you knew Sean was originally from Florida, uh, Sean now works over in Ann Arbor, yeah. uh, University of Michigan. He works over in Ann Arbor Fire now, so he's a Michigander and he's got a family up here. But uh, um, he had this build your culture thing, and, and we hooked up, and uh, I teach some some down dirty ladder stuff. And he said, "Hey man, why don't you why don't you come join the club?" And 
you know, put me through the paces and, you know, you, it, which was kind of weird being the oldest guy in the cadre, but it's, but it's cool that, uh, kind of the, kind of the unwritten godfather of the, the old man now, you know, in my fifties, but, uh, still out there playing with the young bucks and having a good time. And, but you get to meet these people. And like you said, the connections get made and, you know, talking about people we know in Texas together and how bizarre, it, you know, yeah. Dave Mellon, you know, Cody Trestell, he's all these big names you hear. They're just guys that we all know. They're, they're no different than any of us, yeah. you know? So I can't really complain, you know, but it's, uh, it's, 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 it's kind of fun. So. Yeah. I think that like, and, and everyone says it so this isn't like my profound thought but like we're really living in a modern like renaissance of the fire service if you will right and we'll talk about like the return of the firemen which is something yeah. you wanted to talk about but like sure. with, and i think i've probably said it in other shows so i'm not gonna you know go on about it but the connection the ability for us to do this stuff right now is is insane so now when you take yeah. a 22 year old kid and a fire department who's maybe not getting what you know he or she needs you know, in terms of like culture and seniority and, and uh, a positive role model, that 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 firefighter can go on the internet like that. And yeah, you got to vet some people, but for the most part, I feel like we self-govern that. Like as an industry, we self-govern the people yeah, that pretend. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, we all know there's 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 we were just talking about it, the, the t-shirt fireman. Yeah, and I get it. I, I do. I, you know, like I told you, Bob Hoffs, a dear friend of mine dear dear friend and uh, we shoot the shit all the time and i always tell guys you want t-shirts i can call bob up right now and get you 98 chicago firefighter t-shirts which one you want uh, if you really want to be that bad but it doesn't make you a chicago fireman you, yeah. you know and, and 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 not that that's important be proud of where you're at man you know be be proud of lz be, be proud of wherever it is i don't care you know i i've had the opportunity uh, there's a place up here called beaver island it's a freaking island literally out in the middle of Lake Michigan, up by up by the Sioux, which it, it just or up by the the, the Mac, up by the bridge up of Petoskey, little tiny fire department, eighteen thousand dollar a year budget, ten guys. Their mutual aid, if they can get there by boat, is forty five minutes to an hour. If the plane will fly, they can get there an hour, but they can't bring SCBAs because it's, it's a non pressurized aircraft. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah, oh, man. And the bizarre part even is, is they're on an island surrounded by water and, and Michigan State University has an ecological bio something thing up there, some school. They can't touch part of the water because it's it's a endangered inhabitant. And like you have a fire right there, you can't draft. And he's like, nope, got to go down over there. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? You, you know, so, you know, we look at it and, and we talked about it earlier that that you know coming to, to michigan you know in illinois we had minimum three-man engines you know up here in the west side of michigan and some of these smaller rural areas that we're in this urban interface we're lucky if we have two guys on duty i mean two guys that's it you know i've run pinions by myself it it, it just happens now you know we've transitioned from a, a paid on call to a part-time to now uh, having full-time staff so it's great but there are departments up here that that, that you know, I told you I drove up to the UP uh, up in uh, Houghton by the the uh, Michigan uh, Technical Institute up there, Michigan Tech University. Uh, they're all paid on call fire department that gets you know got the university. Thank God the next town over it gets eighteen thousand dollars a year. That's their budget. Yeah, uh, I just got a ten thousand dollar grant to buy my guys wildland boots and, and extrication gloves and 
and, and didn't even think about it when I dropped that $10,000. And this guy's like, yeah, it's my budget for the year. So it doesn't know any different, but those young guys and gals need to see this kind of stuff because yeah. this is what they're going to learn from. They got to go to those classes and they got to go to, to, you know, those that don't take advantage of IFSI are just bizarre to me. Yeah. As a chief officer, I know there's, I know money's hard, but I, I'll tell you right out of the hole, and this will piss people off and it might piss some administrators off, but it is what it is. But without me having great trained people, I'm just a dude that sits in a corner office and, and, and that's, what's got to stop. You know, this, this administration of I'm better than everybody. And I'm uh, dude, I put my pants on the exact same way my boys do, you know? And, and, and if I, if I can't do what they need to do, then, then we're not doing it right. Now don't get me wrong. I know city of Chicago is you know, Memphis, Tennessee, my son's at, yeah, okay. I get it. But, but those bat chiefs, those division chiefs, those district chiefs, they need to know what they're, they need to know what their men and women are going through. And they need to see it and they need to make it the best they can they need to find ways. You know, I, I find unique ways to get my guys and gals stuff. When I came up here, they didn't have, you know, new gear. They didn't, they were running on old stuff. And I'm proud to say every five years, my guys get new gear like from head to toe. You know, they, I let them choose their gloves. They want to wear a leather helmet. Okay, wear a leather helmet. I don't care. If that's what's going to make you do your job better than do it. You know, we, I started here with a real small fund balance. Uh, Michigan's a little weird how we, how we do our money up here. We do it via millages, not referendums like we had in Illinois. These are millages, and it's based on your assessed value. It's the whole class you got to learn. But it, it, I started here with an, an $86,000 in fund balance, and, and I just uh, we just did our audit, and we have $486,000 sitting in fund balance. I won't buy a fire truck now unless I can pay cash for it. I just bought him a bought him an engine uh, a year ago and bought him a heavy squad uh, two year or two year bought their engine two years ago and a heavy squad a year ago. Uh, you know they get brand new gear. Uh, we just bought ourselves we covered 25 miles of a motocross trail out in the national forest. I bought the guys a freaking motorcycle. I bought them a trail breaking motorcycle so they can get out and get to people. And we just used it last week. I mean. We got to do what's right for our people. If without our people, we're not successful. Mr. and Mrs. Smith don't give a shit what my freaking patch says or what my freaking helmet scramble is or what bugles I wear. They don't know the difference. They want me to come fix their freaking problem. And if my guys and gals can do that, then perfect. You know, but we all have to find ways. And if it means I got to spend a little money to send them to a, to a, 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 a right under fire or a, a FDIC, then I'll send them. You know what? I can find a way. Because if I don't have them trained well, then, and we'll get into the whole varsity thing, but if I don't have them trained well, then why why the hell are we doing it? Yeah. To help people? Because <laughs> we all said that in our interview, right? Everybody said yeah, we right. didn't. Well, yep, we all did. The canned yep. response, yeah. Yep, now I sit back as, a, as an officer, and I sit in these interview panels, and here I go, I just want to help people. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's what we all say. No, dude, you want to go... Let me give you a half million dollar piece of machine to drive as fast as you can using due care, get to somebody's house, break their shit, and then they tell you thank you. That's what you want. You want to go do cool stuff, right? We go for hours of boredom to a couple minutes of intense insanity. And, 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 and that's what we live for. And I'm not saying that we don't ever want to see anybody go through those things. We don't want to see anybody have a, a horrible day. But that's what we worked for. Right. We, yeah. We're great at blood pressures, aren't we? We're great at blood pressures, but we can't remember what the hell lunar stands for, which don't need to be started on that. But why, why can't we just make it simple, man? Just put the firemen back into firefighting, right? Yeah. I chiefs put out, you know, if we can't guarantee 100% survivability, we shouldn't search the house. Mm, no, 
no, it, it, no. If we got to do it, we got to do it. You know, we got to do what we got to do. Risk benefit analysis. Yeah. We can, you can use all those terms that were out there. It's like anything that we had. We were talking about it the other day at one of our academies. We were talking about flow path. When I started back in the 80s, we didn't have flow path. We crawled in and went, crap, it's hot. And we closed the door. <laughs> and we opened the door and went, oh, shit, the fire went out. Oh, wow, what was that? Well, flow path. We just didn't have all technology to know that. We were just dumb firemen, right? We were just talking about bubble sheets. Yeah. Like, we didn't have this technology. We didn't know what that was. I had Pong as a kid. You know, I didn't have you know, all this technology stuff. It, I mean, I look at what you got in the playroom for the kids. They got more toys in there than I ever had, right? But we didn't realize that. And, and that's the, where the fire service is gone. We're so worried about what everybody thinks. Man, do you, boo-boo. Don't worry about anybody else. You know, I, and I've, I've, I've lost a lot of friends because I am the way I am. But you know what? Oh, well. Uh, you know, I, I lay my head down at night every night and go, man, I did all right. And maybe tomorrow I'll do even better. But I'll guarantee you I'm not the weak link. I, I, I goddamn won't be the weak link, right? Yeah. I'll do whatever it takes, you know. But I'll make you just as strong, but you got to give me the effort. And that's the hard part is getting guys and gals to want to get the effort because then they want to know, well, what do I get? Yeah. And you yeah. get the satisfaction, you know, you get to go home at the end of your career. I'm at the twilight, man. I've got, my wife says I got a couple. I, I say I got seven, but we'll see if the old body holds up. But I'm going to go as wide open as I can every day. We talked about the tat. I got a tat yeah. that says it wide open, go wide open every day. And I do I'm not saying I'm crazy. I'm just saying that I need to give a hundred percent, right? Mr. And Mrs. Smith deserve that. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's the 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 other phrase that's coming around. You know, the fire service that I think we all need to latch on to, and it's right in the same wheelhouse you're talking about. Is do you want you saving you, right? If you can't even right. hold yourself to that standard, like right. or, or treat it like it's your house on fire, right? right? Same thing. You, you know, that's the that's the big thing. Is you know the big big thing now, especially on a lot of social media stuff, is you know don't run on the fire ground. Boy, I'm telling you, at two thirty, with Mrs. Smith holding her little daughter out the window, bitch, you better be running. You better be Carl Lewis running. Yeah, you know. But but you better be knowing what you're doing too. Don't just go in blind. And that's the problem I see with the fire service a lot is people people go in blind and they, and they they just they don't they don't see it. One of my guys says to me all the time, he's like, Chief, you drive me nuts. He says you you pull up and he says you're you're barking out stuff you want us to do. And he says, I know you're 15 steps ahead of where you're already talking. I, I know it. And he goes, and I love that because I don't even have to think. I just know what you're going to make me do, and I'm going to go do it, and I know it's right. And he said, and then we're going to move on to the next thing. He said, but I wish I could get my brain to work like that. And he always asked me how I do it. And I said, son, I don't know. I, I don't know how I do it. I just, I, I had some great people that I grew up around, you know, Buck Irons, a bunch of the guys on GFD. They just had all these people that, 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 you know, Bob Hoff. I mean, of all people, Bob Hoff. Everybody's like, oh, my God, it's Bob Hoff. It's, yeah, it's Bob Hoff. I, he came up here for a visit, and I took him to our dirt racetrack. And, you know, here's the, you know, commissioner of the city of Chicago, and he's standing yeah. a pair of flip-flops, and we're laughing at watching cars turn left into dirt. And he was having a blast. He was like a kid in a candy store. But you don't think I was a sponge, and we talked about that. You know, the kids nowadays want to be sponges. And I think my generation somewhat, is is that I call it the pumice stone? We're we're kind of all hard and crusty now. We don't we, we forgot with that. We lost that passion, and 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 I don't know why. I, I really don't. I don't know if it was. And I'm not going to get into the politics, and I'm not going to get into to COVID. We can hit on a little bit. You know, I say the phrase why you know the elections here four years ago almost now. 
Why do we let two dudes that are never going to meet us that are never going to know our names tell us who our friends could and couldn't be? You, you know, I just, I, I, I've lucked out. I've, I've gone through quite a few boards here uh, and I'm still here, which I don't, that's a good thing or a bad thing, but um, I'm waiting for their shoe to drop. But, but I've always told them, guys, I'm not going to tell you how to, to, to be the supervisor. Do me a favor. You hired me to be the expert. Let me run my firearms. Yeah. Don't, don't come in here and tell me what I need to do. If you do, then wear the shirt. And, and I actually told my boss that one time and my other boss said, hey man, you do that again, you won't be here. I said, you're right, I'm gonna quit. I said, I won't stick around. I'm not gonna have you telling me how to, what I need to do for my people, what I need to do for our citizens. Because uh. you're just as important as I am. You, you know, they just don't see you. And, and we had a great relationship after that, but I had to have that hard conversation. And sometimes people don't like that. I come off as too rough, you know, people always say, um, when they hear me on the phone and they talk to me, they're like, man, I always thought you'd be bigger. Nope, five, six, and a buck 40. That's it. That's, I was five, eight when I started, but I'll tell you, the, the old two-man cots take a beating on you. That's why I'm five, six now. My lower back is kind of shot. But, but everyone's like, oh, you, just, you sound so intimidating. Well, I'm not intimidating. You just take it that way. But intimidation is just a state of mind. And that's where we, we've gotten so focused, you know, and, 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 and we've gotten so hard on each other. And I'm not saying be sensitive. I'm not saying be a brass asshole either. But uh, but at least at least know where you're supposed to be. But the biggest thing people need to learn to do, and it's something that that Illinoisans and Michigan Michiganders are just as bad as. Nobody stays in their own fucking lane, and just stay in your lane. Do you? You know, make you better. And that's it. It, it drives me nuts because I don't know I don't know where to go when I when I look at it and. I wish I could be like you. Well, then go, go out back and, and throw ladders. Go out. I, I bought my guys props. I buy them yeah. $30,000 in props out back. Don't tell me you don't know how to use the New York hook. You got a roof prop out back. Go outside and cut the wood. I don't care. Go do it. Yeah. Go do it and get better. Do it a thousand times. Do reps until you, you know, people see when I, when I teach my ladders class, they're like, dude, you just think you throw the thing on like it's nothing. Yeah, because I've done like 8,000 million reps, man. It's all I. Just you, you have to you, you take Sean uh, Sean Duffy's searchable and survivable. You take his class. And we talk about the dirty drags. I'm five foot six, right? Buck forty, and I can drag dudes that are two eighty, two ninety around all day long like there's no tomorrow. And I'm fifty three years old. Why? Because I trained my brain, I trained my body to do the right way, right? And do it, do it until I can't. I, 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 somebody coined it a long time before I did. I just changed it a little bit. I, my little challenge coins say we don't train till we get it right. We train till we can't get it wrong, right? Yeah. And, and that's what we should do, right? And first time you put your gear on, right? How many times did you, how many times did you nut yourself with the suspenders, right? <laughs> yeah, Not right. Pulled, right? We all did it. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. says he's never had a liar. We all done it, you know. And and you, you cut the damn strap off. You, you're out giving you a pair of suspenders, right? But we started practicing it. You know, you had Vasagio uh, on the other day, and Todd and I had talked about that years ago. Left is life, and right is rescue. We set our fire trucks up that way. Our fire engines are the left side is for life and the right side's for rescue. The guys don't have to think. It's all muscle memory. When you first became a paramedic, yeah, how many of you did the, you know, shaking the martini? You're shaking a martini or you're starting an IV or you're asking me how to take because you're showing <laughs> the only three reasons you should shake that hard. You ain't, you ain't sticking a needle in your arm, sticking somebody else's. Don't worry about it. But how many times? And then to, now, as a medic, what? You close your eyes and, you know, you, yeah. You, you don't even think about it, right? The first time you innovated somebody, yeah. 
well, no one would talk about that. You know, I remember we had to innovate. We used to have to innovate with laryngoscopes. scopes. Now you guys got the glide scope. Yeah, cam- now we got the cameras. Yeah, yeah right. right. <laughs> no way. I, I don't even need that. Throw it away. Give me the laryngoscope. And it, that's what it should be. But I'm not saying that old world's still gone, but we got to go back to the basics sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. Everybody talks about the New York hook, right? New York hook is a great, we, we got 20 million of them. Great, great tool. But they were built for certain roofs. Those roofs aren't here anymore. They're all legacy homes. Unless you have a legacy community, you're not going to use that tool the way it was defined. But you can still use it. You just got to know a different way of doing it. Yeah. You know, the kid from Denver came up with Lockwood Hook. Same concept, but got a longer, lot longer opening so that you can get up in there. So that we can use it on the, on the OSB board versus uh, the, the old tongue and groove. You talk about uh, Mitch Herner, another guy from Builder Culture, uh, Fire Mall Tools. Yeah. Truck in Chicago. Yeah. Great guy. Came out with the TSR bar. If you guys have seen those yet, that's, I'm not, I'm not plugging it, but it's, uh, I got it, but I trained with him. And he taught me how to use that thing. And he, the, all the understandings of a Halligan bar. And, and guys and gals, they, they, they make these sticks and these things. When we go back to the basics, man, the shit's never changed. It just we forgot how to do it because nobody passed it on. And yeah. that's my generation's fault. I really believe that. I really believe that my generation, we were getting, excuse me, into technology and we got confused about learning technology and didn't want you young bucks that were getting college degrees with all your paper to pass us. And and, and us old dogs kind of got scared, I think. And 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 so we just said, fuck it. And now we just sit out in the bay and 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 read our newspaper and I'll drive today. And we got to change that culture to get these guys back into the, to, to, cause you guys are our next generation and you're going to make that legacy. And you've already made a legacy for yourself. Now Alex, you're already making a legacy, but do you care? No, it's the guys that go out there and try to make that legacy. And, and, and one of the things about, and I'm not knocking any of the other groups out there, but the build your culture group, we, we by no means, um, you, you know, go out and, and, and say we're better than anybody because we're not. We're just a bunch of dudes from all over the country that just have a mission that we want to make the fire service a little better. Yeah, that's and it. Our cultures, you know. Yeah. It's it's promoting what we're supposed to be, what we always were supposed to be, right? And right. and and that's that's what this is. That's what hopefully most people are, are getting back into and that's becoming the louder voice of the fire service right now. Like I look at generational stuff, right? I, so I, you know, I'm in my thirties, my group, we, my group's afraid to fail because when social media came out, if you failed, you didn't know people were talking crap about you because you weren't friends with them on MySpace or whatever it was back in the day. And then all of a sudden you'd get to school and you'd be like, everyone's laughing at you kind of thing. And you have no idea, right? So, like, my generation in their 30s is afraid to, like, fail in a way because that's that was what we dealt with. But then this next generation that's in their 20s, they couldn't care any less because they've grown up around it. They know that if you right. sneeze wrong, it's on social media. And they, that they're just so used to that where it doesn't matter to them anymore. It's, it's interesting. Even in that, like, 10 years, there's a completely different mindset in the way that they handle those and, and i'm just as guilty i'm guilty like I, i'm sitting here saying that as a guy of 33 where i cared what people think like i really did and, and and still do with a lot of things because you get that was what that generation had to deal with and it's it's cool to see this next generation not give any bit of a shit about that and just do their job yeah and, and it is nice because yeah that's the that's the problem that i that i i i, I just 
I look at the, the that entitled group. You know, they're that they they need instant, right? We yeah. need instant everything. You know, we we when we leave from work, we didn't know what calls were happening, but now it's on your phone. It's got every you you know, and and all the I don't know if you guys have them. In, I know you I know there's one in that I still follow in, in Illinois, the Lake McHenry County scanning yeah, thing. Yeah. Shit's on scanner, you know, on the, on the Facebook before we even get the calls. I mean, I pulled up on calls and they're taking, they're, I've already getting people sending me pictures of the call I'm going to. I'm yeah. like, holy crap, dude, let me get there first, you know, and, and it's, it's instantaneous. And, 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 you know, my generation, especially, we didn't have that, you know, and, and talking to my old man and even my brother, you know, who's in his late sixties, they, they, you know, our generational gaps and, and, and it gets so hard because we had to earn shit, right? We were talking about it in the green room. When I got hired in, they went, okay, here's the cart. And I'll never forget that cart, yellow cart. And it was a box of gloves on it and all this cleaning supplies. And they went, go clean the shitters. And the kid took me in there and he showed me how to clean the shitters. And I learned. And every day when I came in, guess what I did? Clean the shitters. And then when the guy got in below me, I taught him how to clean the shitters. And I said, okay, kid, now you come out here and I know how to clean the kitchen. I did that till the next kid came in and you wanted to be the hose guy. You know, that was the guy that cleaned the hose at the end. You know, I got to wash the, wash the rigs off. That was his job. You know, you, you wanted to be that guy and, and we earned it and you earned your spot at the table and, and you earned, and, and I'm not going to bag anybody for it. And I respected them for it. Uh, black shift. You didn't get to sit in a recliner until they said you could. And I worked overtime one day and I sat down at the kitchen table and, and one of the, the firefighters who remained nameless because I don't want to call him out, but he said, uh, what are you doing? I said, uh, your, your shift policy is you don't sit in a recliner. If you, I said, I'll sit and study the, 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 the map book and my SMOs. And he's like, no, dude, you, you can sit in a recliner. I said, no, it's your, your policy says a junior man can't sit in a, in a recliner. I'll respect that. And I came back a couple shifts later, work overtime again. And they're like, dude, no, you're allowed to sit there. That was so cool of you that you respected us that way. Well, you get it if you give it, right? And 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 did I like some of the things they did? No, yeah, but that's their shift, right? I it, it, yeah. Your uncle did a great job running that shift, but that was his shift, right? And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come in and upset the apple cart. And and same with my shift and the way I run my department now. There are people who don't like the way I run my department. Well, that's fine. You know, don't worry about it. You run yours, and I'll run mine. But when you call me. Understand, we're coming to work. We're not going to come here and, and, and stand in the front yard and, and be a bunch of yard breathers. You want stuff to get done. Let's go get some shit done, right? We're not going to stand here and, oh, the ceiling needs to get pulled. Okay, well, let's go. Boys, and, and off they go. And, and But I've I've given those guys, my guys and gals, that, that luxury to go, hey, boys, make a decision. I don't care. Make it. Make the decision. Right, wrong, or indifferent. You can look at me and say, boss, that was the best I could come up with at that moment in time. That split second, that was the best I had. Cool, dude, I got you 100%. You walk up to me and said, eh, I don't know, I just didn't feel like doing, it, doing anything. No, then you're going to get my boot in your ass, right? And and But my guys all know that. And I catch a lot of shit for it. And, 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 and call Todd back up, he'll tell you. I used to catch shit all the time because I would... And, and, and I still say it, and, and 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 it got me in a lot of trouble in Illinois. Even when I used to say it in Harvard, I'm not afraid to say it anymore. I used to be afraid, so afraid what people were going to think. No, I said it, man. I got no problem saying it. I used to say the blue shirts run the firehouse, and they do, because it ain't the chief, it ain't the deputy, it ain't the bad chief. He ain't the one out there cleaning the shitters. The blue shirt is. 
Is the bat chief making dinner? I don't think so, right? That blue shirt's running it. That blue shirt's washing the rig. The bat chief didn't wash his fucking car. We washed it. The blue shirt did all that. I'm just the one that made sure that they had the, the power turned on and had all the shit they needed. That's all I do. But but people are afraid to look at it that way because, whoa, you're, you're, you're saying they have control. No, they kind of fucking do. Because without them, again, I'm just a dude sitting in a corner office. Yeah. It's, it's, a bizarre, it's a bizarre philosophy, but to work for 15 years, I'm going to keep was, trying. I wouldn't say, well, maybe maybe up in, in you know, the, the multiple bugle world, it's bizarre. But it's uh, to those people that do the job, it's not bizarre, you, you know. You know what it is. We all know. We, yeah, but they, but but I, I see, and and I don't know how it is, and you know, it's been, it's been fifteen years, but I, I know how, and I've got quite a few friends on social media that'll bitch about their administration, and I know who their administrators are, and and yeah, guy is kind of a dink. I'm not gonna lie, he, but and I don't know why, and I don't know because his because his his fires don't burn any hotter than mine do, but. Well, it's got to be my way. It's my fiefdom. Whatever, dude. It, go do you. You, you want to? Yeah, cool. Yay, you. Uh, you know, I, 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 I stopped, like you said earlier, about, you know, worrying about it. I don't worry anymore. I, yeah. I, I don't. People like me? Cool. One less Christmas card I got to fucking send. Uh, you know, I mean, I just. Life's too short, man. You know, as, I, as I've hit my 50s, I realize I got less time on this earth than I've already spent here. You know, and and, and it's. It's it's kind of a humbling thing, and and man, don't don't cheat yourself, man. And that's the that's the part that that brings that fireman back. Don't I'm not saying be reckless. I'm not saying be crazy. I'm I'm saying don't cheat yourself. Go take those classes, take the couple of days off, and go down to FDIC. Go to the fireman ships coming back to Aurora. Yeah. Go down there. Yeah. Cody's gonna a bunch of guys are gonna be there. Go, oh man, go take it. You know we we do a thing called Great Lakes Hot up here. It's yeah. uh, it's the uh, five days. Well, now it's going to be five days. Four days now. Um, we do a, a lecture day. And we do a, a Michigan lecture day, and then a lecture day, and then we do a hands-on day. And then we do it under. We do same scenarios, almost same scenarios under live fire. And and we started out with a, a fifty people, and now we're we're, we're guessing we're probably going to have three hundred next year uh, at two locations, at two burn facilities because it's getting so big. Uh, and it was just an idea that Sean had and said, "Let's make this go." And man, and yeah, it's a lot of work, but man. We, we had dudes from fucking Canada come down. I mean, Canada's not that far from Michigan, but, but still, hey, the way the Canadians do it is different the way we do it, you know? And, and we had guys from New York and and Kansas and South Carolina because they wanted to learn, not just to hang out with cool dudes. We're all cool in our own way, but, again, we're no we're no different. I, uh, there was a, a, an attendee that I knew that showed up, and, and uh, uh, Corley Moore was there. And they're like, oh, that's Corley Moore. I'm like, yeah, it's Corley Moore. He's a dude. Okay. And he's like, she's like, what? And I looked at Corley and I said, hey, and I went over, grabbed him a beer real quick. And I'm like, hey, intimidation factor. And he walks over to he's like, what's up? And uh, 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 what, what's your name? And you know, Corley was just being Corley. And 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 this person was just flabbergasted that I was in the presence of Corley Moore. And he's like, I'm Corley Moore. What, 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 what? What? what what is what is so special you know okay i wrote some books i got time on my hands but he, he he's the same dude you and i are you know same thing as it, bob hoff if you didn't know who bob was and didn't see him outside of the city of chicago he's just a dude 
You wouldn't have known who he was. He was standing, like I said, he was standing on a dirt racetrack with me. People were like, who's that? I'm like, that's commissioner of city of Chicago. And they're like, what? He doesn't look like it. Oh, there's a, there's a picture. <laughs> Cause yeah. that's really the fucking picture. Uh, I'm bringing the mullet back. I mean, <laughs> you know, whatever, dude, you know, and, and, and that's, that's that bringing the fuck back. Who really cares? So let's, let's, let's do this. Okay. I don't have a clock, but let's put, I don't know, maybe, maybe a minute on the clock. Come okay. up three words, three words that you would describe the fireman, right? So the return of the fireman, what are three words that would describe that? Wow. Three words. Three uh, words. Heart. Uh, passion. God, three words. Uh, if you can't think of three, those two are great. No, I can think of three. I got a short one of love. It's a two-word sentence. Uh, um, boy, heart, passion, and uh, I mean, we all got the integrity, but, but we also don't all have that. That's why I don't like it. I, I think really, boy, heart, passion. You know what? Honor, I think. You know, we, we have to honor what we're doing. Yeah. You know, this shit just didn't start yesterday. It's been hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. If you go back even further and you look at where the Maltese cross came from yeah. in the island of Malta and the battles in 1700, I mean, you, you know, we all think of Ben Franklin, but understand what those guys were going through. And, and you know, I look back at what my old man was going through and I, I, I had a picture in my office of my old man and his stuff. And I got a picture and I'm next to him in my stuff. And I'm like, man. It, it, what what it, what they did and what we did and it, it really didn't change it got a little better but then it made it a little worse you know so i think that's the honor thing no you know, passion's just loving this job you know i mean just you can't how can you not get up every day and go man i am doing some cool shit and you have no idea what today is you have no idea i have no idea what's going to hold tomorrow morning when i go into work but I'm, I, I want to be ready for it, and I want to have fun. No, you're you're right. You're, you're spot on. I, I, I love it. And, and the reason I just wanted three because it's when, when we all can describe, you know, what a fireman's supposed to be. And, but, you know, we, we go down ownership and, and all those other things. But I think when you when you shorten it and you condense it, we're all speaking the same language. We're all saying the same things. Right. You, if you tighten it I, up I, like that, it's super easy to just stick to those values. Everyone has their core values in their department, all those. And I know that was a huge thing with uh, probably I can't remember if that came after Brunacini or whatever that came from, but where everybody had core values and we all had to yeah. make these acronyms about our departments, which is great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, we do. We uh, have it. Yeah. Eddie Enright from from Southside Fools. Eddie there you go. Yeah. Double E. Yeah. Judd. Duty, pride, tradition. Right. Double uh, E is a great friend of mine. I I personally called him and said, Hey, dude. My guys have got no values. I said, I want to do the duty, pride, tradition. And we have it literally painted on the side of the apparatus. Yeah. And and it's on our challenge coins and it's on our patch. And and the guys live those core values. And, and you know, I, I teach a class called, uh, it's called HIP, the old square, you know, 1970s, be HIP. But it's honor, integrity, pride, and passion, right? Understand where we came from. Don't, don't you know, stickers, you know, brotherhood is more than the sticker in the window. You know, I, I pride myself on knowing every one of my guys uh, and gals, uh, kids' names, their spouses' names. Uh, you know, we do a Christmas party. We do a we do a, a, an Easter egg hunt. We bring them down to the firehouse. I want the that they need to be part of that. 
but I, I owe, I owe it to them to, to, to be able to say, Hey, I'm going to take care of your significant other. I'm not God willing, knocking on your door. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the best I can for them. And, and, but it, it, I can't get that staff to buy in if I don't care about them. Right. Yeah. Now, now you all have it. We all have our own personal things we got to deal with and I'm not going to get in, into the weeds and you, but you need to talk, come talk to me. Right. You know, I have an open door policy. My, my guys always laugh and my door is always, I have a couch in my office and, and uh, the guys always come in and just sit down on my couch. And I remember being uh, everywhere I was at before I came, uh, came here. I went in the chief's office for two reasons, get my ass chewed or get his garbage. And that was about it. Right. And I'm like, no, guys, come on and sit down. We, we're, we're family. We, we got to There's only 15 of us. We might as well freaking be good to each other, you know. And 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 it works. There's but there's days we we've cried around each other's shoulders because you know somebody's struggling. My deputy chief had cancer. Uh, she had cervical cancer. She, we got her fixed up, but we all sat there and said, "What are we going to do? What are we going to do to make it better? How are we going to help?" And and went over and mowed her lawn. The wives made meals for. Her. We had that honor to take care of each other, you know. And 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 so. There's those things. And yes, we are entrusted with some things where the integrity comes from. You know, we're, we're trusted with stuff. We're trusted with drugs. We're trusted with people's stuff. You know, we, we are there douchebags on the job? Yeah, there are. We've all seen the videos of guys stealing money and doing, and do they need their back? Do we need to turn our back on them? Yep, we do. The minute you, you, you deface the fire service, you're, you're, you know, we're a small club. I, I joke. Um, Michigan's got 9.9 million people, depending on how many leave Detroit this week, but we say 9 million people. There's only 35,000 firemen in the entire state. And I keep telling people, that's a small freaking club. There's yeah. 1,100 fire departments. That's a small club. And we let you into our club. And if you shit on us, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn my back so fast on you because you shit on me. Don't do that. We're a fraternity, man. Don't, 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 don't drag our name. Be, you said you went to FDIC. Yeah. How many dudes you see at FDIC in t-shirts with their pagers on? Oh, yeah. How many? Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. You yeah, walk yeah. up to them and go, dude, dude, I get it. Are you going to make it? Yeah. Is the pager even going to fucking work in, in Indy? Where are you from, Kentucky? We all know who you are, man. <laughs> dude, you're at a fire department yeah. conference. Yeah. I'm guessing you might understand how the fire department works. Again, be proud, but really? really and and that's that's where i get so i won't say frustrated but I, I get they take it almost too far again be proud of what you do but you have to have a life outside the firehouse well too. there's a point where you make that pride about you and that's not pride right. that's it's no, not to say it's gloating yeah that's, that's gloating and i yeah. hate the, the stop with the bds but yeah. can i say big dick syndrome i just did yeah, what i mean I think I'm small enough where they don't they don't catch yeah, anything right, <laughs> unless Zuckerberg shuts us down. But whatever. I've I've, I've I've cussed on the I've cussed on the radio before and the FCC hasn't come after me. So my dispatch center did, but I didn't. Spotify when I upload it always goes. Uh, is there any explicit language in this? And um, I just always check no. I, Maybe <laughs> could be depending I, on who the guest is. I try, but this is a fireman show for God's sake. Right. So like for God's sake, when I, I was just uh, like I said at FDA or sorry at uh, right under fire, and one of the instructors comes up to us for our evolution, and they they threw up a video because they they added chiefs to right under fire this year, yep. which was awesome. By the way, I don't have another lens because I didn't take it without chiefs, but it was really cool to have those guys there, and they all had been through it. 
So, sure. and I'll save some meat for the bone for my my bonus episode that I, I'm going to talk yeah, about yeah, and, and offload it. all of this awesome shit that I learned. But the the instructor comes up and he goes, "All right, we're going to be on video, so nobody swear." And one guy out of the corner just goes, "What the fuck did you just say?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just turns around and looks at us, and it was on. Everyone just started yep. swearing, and yep, it's like we, get it out, get it out now. <laughs> I bought the boys helmet cameras and, and uh, I was telling, all right, boys, you got to remember. And, and then I got one on my helmet and I was like, well, that's probably the stupidest idea to do. Turn my audio off because all you're going to hear is beep the whole time. I upload the video, all you're going to hear is beep for an hour because I'm cussing up a storm. But, you know, whatever. I mean, That's the old fireman thing. I, I grew up, my old man, those guys were all just did just cuss to cuss. I don't, you know, it was just their thing. I, I Hey. Smoking cigars and smoking cigars, drinking coffee and cussing. We won't talk about the scotch in the basement. Nobody, but, nobody cared if you cussed if you pulled them out of their house, right? So right, yeah, they could. They could <laughs> uh, unless, you, unless, you, unless you say they're a little overweight in an improper way, then then maybe it might. Well, be. yeah, but they don't know. you at that point. <laughs> hey, you're lucky. Uh, you got a uh, um, Brad. I'm gonna. I'm so bad at names. Brad O. Wisely. Yeah, I probably. Did I get that one? I think he just says, "All right, all right, all right," and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's, it's all right. It's Brad. He's, <laughs> he's what, what, what did he have to say? That was it. He know. just he just threw in a little McConaughey, and then that, that, that's it. He dropped that. All yeah, right, all right, all right, in there. Maybe. Oh boy, yeah, well, it, it's Brad. He's uh, so he's one of those. You know, he's one of those. He's one of those firemen you hire because they're fun to watch. Hey, he says you're looking great, Chief. So there you go. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll unfriend him later. So I, I feel like we've talked through most of these little uh, um, notes that I had, which makes my life even easier. However, I do want to kind of touch back into some of those things, right? So, sure. Return of the Fireman, that was great. I did want to pull one other thing that I took notes from our green room, and that was uh, a lot of my viewership. Obviously, is in you know lake county illinois that's where i started and that's where you know it's kind of growing from there and we talked about mabus and i thought that was really cool uh what you were talking about how mabus was making its way not in the same way but your michigan mabus and maybe you could share that yeah yeah. so uh yeah i i I came up here in 10 and and a couple years prior to me getting up here they were they were starting it was uh kind of all derived from katrina you know when when katrina happened it was in in in, on the job when katrina happened we you know we mustered up you know, a Brazilian and six people and eight million fire trucks and we're on the road and, you know, 20 hours and, and Michigan couldn't figure that out and, and didn't really have a thing. And we had task force one, but they really didn't know how to do it. And, 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 uh, the, the, the fire service, uh, doesn't really have a home in Michigan. We have an office at a state fire marshal, but it's under the department of Lar- uh, license and regulatory affairs. Uh, we don't even have a seat at the governor's desk. I mean, it's, you know, on the cabinet, it's kind of weird. Um, so we're kind of like the bastard child. We used to be underneath the state police. And so nobody really knew what to do with us. Um, and so we kind of started the Mavis thing. And, and I came up and looked through it and found out that I had uh, uh, had come from Illinois. And, and they're like, oh, wow, so you understand that Mavis thing. And I'm like, yeah, like, cool, you're the president. I was like, ooh, how about we slow down a little bit? I don't even know where the hell Detroit is yet. Let me, let me figure this stuff out. But uh, we started more on the global scale uh, for the big stuff. And, and, and didn't do it like we do our, our, our auto aid, uh, how we call them run cards, but they're incident based, but they're incident based on everything. Like if it's a, a second medical call and you only have one rig, then they'll call a neighboring department. It's not, 
how we truly run Mavis. Uh, it's, it's starting to turn that way. It's taken about 15 years, but we're there now and, and we've gotten all the papers good and the governor understands it. And, and so it's, it's, uh, it's neat to see, but we don't do it the same way. Like, uh, you know, in Illinois, Mavis says you got to have three on an engine, you got to have two on a truck. Um, yeah, you know, in, in Michigan, they're like, just get here. I, and and yeah. you know, I was telling you in the green room, uh, my neighboring department, when I first started here, had one guy on duty. And he pulled up at my first fire, and I'm like, get, get, get your crew. He's like, it's me. And I was like, shit, okay, what, 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 how do we do this? And, you know, and, and, and that's just the way it is, you know. Not, I'm not saying all of Michigan is that way, but western Michigan, some of the rural areas uh, further north you go. I mean, obviously Grand Rapids, Lansing, Ann Arbor, a lot of the bigger, you know, go out towards the Detroit area, obviously, is, is a lot more populated. But when you get into this limited population, you know, my county, our smallest department runs about 100 calls a year, and our busiest department runs about 5,000, almost 6,000 a year. So we're we're all in between that. So not not a whole, but but, but they're only doing it with you know eight nine guys on, on that 5,000 you know runs. But we don't run ALS either. We don't run an ambulance. Sure, we have yeah. a, an ambulance uh, through our local hospital that that uh, does our EMS. We still do first response and, and still go out there and, and you know, at EMT and medic and basic levels, but it's 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 a whole lot different you know I, like i said i moved up here and i was like man there's we're and we, we can't get ambulance strike teams because we don't have any ambulances you know it's, it's we're at the at the will of that ambulance company so it's very diverse and that's the problem kind of one of the problems with michigan is that it's so um split depending on where you're at and the other thing is michigan is a, is a big pro, a proponent of the pso world the the, the public safety uh cops being firemen thing mm, yeah and it's uh it's a little tough, but it's uh, to get used to that. But um, it, it's more uh, some of the rural areas that then a couple of the bigger cities have it. Uh, but but most of the places are, are strictly fire you know fire based. But again, uh, there's departments now that are finally going to realizing we have to go to ALS transport. I mean, I know it's going to come to our place soon. I just got to figure out how to do it. But it's it's just going to happen because we all know how the society's gone now when it comes to EMS and it. And it's, we, we saw it 20 years ago and knew it was going to happen. We just didn't know 20 years to get here and it, and it did. And now we're screwed. Yeah. Know, it is for you guys, but we're, we're hurting for certain up here. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, everyone's hurting for sure. Yeah. For and that's, all. and that's why yeah. Mavis, I think kind of took off up here and we, we are trying to model like Illinois, obviously. And, and, and we've come back for the Illinois conference and brought the executive board down to, to learn it. And, and it's, and it's going, it just, it's changed. It's something new. Sure. You know, we've, we've always done it this way. You know, Michigan has what we call the 800 megahertz statewide system. I can pick up my, my radio in my car and I can talk to a department uh, in the UP, uh, just like on my portable point. Like it's nothing. Yeah. It's, it's wow. crazy. It, it, yeah. We have 247 talk groups. I mean, it's, it's, I can talk to anybody and, and, but we all don't talk the same and, you know, we don't know how to do these things because we haven't done them because we never worked together because everybody was so used to their fiefdoms. Well, and what what I think what I gather too that's interesting is even so like even for where I am with Mavis like even if you have three people on your engine or at all your houses or whatever and and if let's say you got nine guys in your department or staffed for that day right like you're talking like your next town over is five minutes away it's not like they're forty minutes away it's not like they're you know what I mean mean, so yeah we've got a few. But I mean, I, I, there's places in, in my own jurisdiction that take me, I mean, every township in Michigan, we're run by, run by townships, townships or cities. 
Uh, mine's 40, I, every township is 36 square miles and, and I cover 10 extra of a different township. Um, but it, it that's, there could be on the opposite end. It could be a eight, 10 minute drive, you know, uh, to, to get, you know, mutual aid coming and it might be one or two dudes, yeah. you know, so you got to, we've got to reach that circle out like Mavis was Bill. We got to reach that circle out to get more guys and, and it works and we're, it, it, it's different. We just had a, a new chief start in a neighboring town. He came from California and he is all kinds of screwed up. He calls me about every other day going, what, what, what why? And I'm like, uh, it's welcome to Michigan. You know, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, we do it different. Why does California do it that way? Why does Illinois do it this way? Why does Ohio do it that way? You know, we're, we're one of the only professions that's, that's nationwide that everybody does it different. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and talk different too. We yeah, all talk, talk different, completely different. Yeah. It's you can't, I, I, this funny story you say that you're talking about stories. Uh, we had a, a, uh, we had a couple sand mines here in my jurisdiction and one of my, uh, one of the sand mines, um, one of the, the cleaning houses had a small fire in it. And I got on the radio and I said, Hey, start me the truck out of the neighboring town. And the dispatcher came back and said, which one? And I went, what, what, how many do they have? <laughs> and, and my, my captain's like, Hey, 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 you got to tell them you want 1342. That was the number of the apparatus. And I'm like, I don't even know the hell my own numbers. Why do I need to know? They don't know what a truck is. A truck is a truck. It, it, they're all trucks. And I'm like, no, a truck's got a ladder on top. And he's like, no, nope, you got to eat. That's an aerial device. And I was oh like, my God. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm done. I, I give up. And then the, the tanker tender fight. Oh, the tanker know? tender fight's everywhere. That's, yeah. 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 And then we, and we you know, we, uh, is it a rescue or is it a squad? Yeah. And, that's another one. Know, yeah. They, my son down in, 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 um, in Memphis, they, uh, they call their ambulances units huh. uh, up here. Uh, our dispatchers don't call them engines or trucks or squads or anything. They'll just say unit. And so huh. I, I don't, I, I don't, I, it's whatever. It is what it is. We just, you nod your head and just. What do you want me do, to say? Hit, okay. <laughs> hit the button and I'll figure it out. Sure. I'll, just, I'll, I'll just figure it out when I get there. It's got blinky lights and water, right? We're yeah. Good. And we'll figure it out from there. If it doesn't work well, then oh boy. Oh, uh, that's fun. I mean, it's, it's, that's another thing that always cracks me up when I talk to people I, and obviously you started where I am but you know now yeah but, but again coming from there and to here is is so bizarre to me yeah. I, I just I was like huh I, it's tough yeah I mean that's why like if you take a class like at like FDIC or something like that you spend the first like maybe two evolutions just learning how each other talk because you right. got like one guy from Arkansas one guy from Kentucky someone's from Chicago and like yeah. I I never realized I had a thick Chicago Midwest Midwest accent until oh, I'm yeah. around other people that are like, dude, you sound like you should be from the Blues Brothers or something. I'm like, really? Yeah, it's you're that like, bad? Yeah, really? Yeah, I know. Like everyone cool. sounds like me where I'm from. Like, yeah, they, there's definitely one in Michigan. I hope I haven't got me yet. I'm trying now. I'm still trying to keep the Chicago one, but I, I I still can't say I still can't say the number three without thinking about it. I have to think about <laughs> saying three. It's always three. But and, and yesterday, I can't say yesterday correctly. Oh it's, my god! It's yesterday, but then, like, yeah. really, you know. But yeah, up here, it's it's a little different. So oh, that's funny. Yeah. the jargon. It, it maybe one day we'll all figure that out, but probably not. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. Well, I, I had a friend that took a class, and I can't remember where they were from, but it was somewhere south, and they called their skid load the Long Tom. 
He goes, hey, go ahead and pull a long tom. He's like, what the fuck is the long tom? I don't that? know. What is that? That's the one off the back. That? We're like, whoa. He's like, what the fuck yeah, is we that? Yeah, we all know what a couple of the other things are called, but we won't we won't say those again. But, but I mean, we all know what those are. But it, well, yeah. long tom, never never heard of that one. No, that, I never heard that before. Sounds like a, it sounds like a bar I don't want to go to. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to do justice. We got to talk about yeah. varsity as fuck. Or AI. We already swore oh, three or four boy. times anyway, so we could just kind of yeah, do that right, anyway. Right. But please enlighten the world or enlighten the world. This world, so, I guess. Yeah. So if 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 again and and, and a dear friend uh, Rob Ramirez and it, it, again kind of going on Basagio's world, uh, if you can get him, uh, get him. Uh, greatest Cuban you'll ever meet in your life, um, uh, and does get good cigars. But anyways. Uh, Rob's from from uh, the Miami area, and he teaches Mayday mindset. And 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 Rob's one of the most passionate guys that you will you can't help but not want to train with this guy when he comes out in his cadre. They're just a great bunch of guys. And and we were at Great Lakes Hot, and, and we were training, and we were, he was doing his Mayday thing, and I was doing the truck track, uh, teaching the truck track with a couple of guys, uh, Arthur Ashley and Justin Fraze, and a bunch of guys from Lansing and guys from all the country, and we're. We're teaching just different different techniques, and and uh, Rob talks about in his in his in his short lecture he does before the the, the this little two hour briefing on on the mayday mindset, and and he says uh, it, when you're growing up and you're in sports, man, you, you always wanted to be on the varsity team. He said, always be varsity, man. Why 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 would you want to settle for for, for being JV? Why do you want to be on the second string? Don't you want to be far? Don't you want to be on the starting line? Don't you want to be the best there is? And 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 he just keeps pushing it and says, "Man, you got to be varsity every day. Just every day, go as hard as you can go." And and I, I was kind of going through the struggle a little bit, and not not to say it was a struggle, but I was just it, he hit me hard with it. He was like, "Dude, you know." And, and here's again a guy that I, I have the utmost respect for, and 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 his cadre, the guys that Jerry, all those guys, they're just phenomenal dudes that are just done uh, just down to earth but guys that just fucking love the job you know and, and, and love what they do and love going out and, and they're not in it to make the money they're not in it for some of the people that are out there that we all know that want to go make the buck you know i teach a bunch of classes in michigan and i tell the parents all the time here the state says i got to fund it at this rate but you know what give me a pot of coffee and a and, and, and a patch and We'll call it good. You know, I'm not, I'm not in it for the money. Whatever money I do make, I, I donate it. My again, my oldest son has autism. My wife and I donate that money to the autism network. I don't, I don't, I'm not in it for the cash, man. I, I never have been. And, and Rob isn't either. Rob's just wants to put the message out because he's tired of burying firemen. And he always said, man, be varsity every day, 24 seven. Don't want to be. Don't get scratched to go to the JV team, man. Be varsity. If you're going to be good, be good every day. And and if you don't know, find a way to make yourself better. And Vasejo talked about it, and I, I so I went out and, and Rob had it too. It, it, it says varsity is fuck tattoo right on my arm, and every day I have that just just for that remembrance that you know what, I got to be varsity today. Again, I'm not going to be that weak link, and and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold back, you know, and and. and uh, Sean Duffy, when he takes Sean's class, searchable and survivable, and 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 we look at this, and 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 you don't realize that the difference we can make, we can all be the hangbackers, and we can all we can all be the crows and sit up and call out everybody, but 
I mean, why? Why? Why do you want to do? Why? Why wouldn't you want to be? And don't get me wrong, brother. We're not. I'm never going to be the best. And Basagio said it, and I wanted to drive back to Illinois and punch him in the throat. Uh, he's got a bigger heart than anybody, is just as much as I do, right? I just voice it a lot more. But you remember a few years back, we used to talk about. We, we always had the term now, set your bar, right? Yeah. Raise the bar. We always want to raise the bar. What, what is that, right? And, and so I came up with the kind of a thing with the raising the bars. I set my bar, right? And I'm right here. And when I raise my bar, I raise with it. I never do this, right? Because right? if I do this, then I'm perfect. And, and nobody's perfect, right? And and when Rob said that, and, and one of his guys pulled me aside and, and uh was talking to Rob and Rob comes over and says, from now on, you're going to be known as chief wide open. And he said, because I've never seen a guy just go that hard all day long for the love of the job at your age. Right. And I'm not saying, yeah, I've been called the hamster on crack. I've been called a spaz. I've been called already. No, man, I just got the metabolism of a fruit fly and I can just go like there's no tomorrow. I, I took smoke divers. I learned how to skip breathe. I learned how to do all that stuff. I learned how to, make it work for me right again i'm not super tall so the ladder racks are up in the air yeah maybe i gotta stand on the freaking wheel well to get the damn thing but i'll get it down right and i'll throw the 24 on my shoulder and i'll carry it i'll paint the balance point so i know where to grab it that's what being varsity is being varsity is that you don't you 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 just know every play right you set your gear up the same way you 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 rob says it best is that you just can't why would Mr. and Mrs. Smith want the JV team? Yeah, it's that simple. Nobody goes. Nobody goes to how many? How many? Think back to high school. How many times did you go to the JV football game? Yeah, right. Burp. <laughs> how many times did you go to the homecoming to go to the varsity yeah, game? Yeah, right. Because everybody cools at the varsity game, yeah. right? So why why not be varsity, right? And and and, and that's where it came from. And and. and and Rob and I have had a ton of conversations about it. And every time we answer a message on each other on social media, it's always BAF, right? And, and, I, and I, like I said, I'm not, I'll never steal his, his credit. That's his credit. That's his 100%. And, and, but I was blessed that he, we joked about getting tats. He's like, and I said, hey, he goes, you know, hey, I bet you won't do it. Game on, bitch. And I went and <laughs> did it. And I, it was still bleeding. And I took a picture and sent it to him. And he's like, yeah, now I go with the tattoo yeah, no, shop. he's got to do it, yeah. yeah and, and you get to meet Rob. He's all sleeved up. I'm like, well, I'll figure out a spot where to put it, buddy. But, <laughs> Squeeze like, it gonna, in there. He'll get it in there. But 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 again, there's a guy that just just loves life and just loves what he does and just and and is, again isn't doing it. I'm the same way. Very humble. Like you wanted to say the third world or third word, third word, humble. Yeah, fucking humble, man. Just don't. You, you, you know. I, Home, I, 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 something happened the other day on social media and I put something out and I said, you know what, everybody needs to get a chance of having some humble pie, you know, and, and I've done it. I've messed up a bunch of times in my career. A bunch, I've messed up a bunch of times in my life, right? Almost lost my marriage. I, 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 I'll own it and I'll eat the pie for it, right? But it made me more humble. And, and I think that's, if I could take one back, yank the integrity one out and put humble in there. Hey, but, that's fair. No, I, you, I like it. You know, I, I, I I didn't think of it until I just, I remember looking at Rob and thinking, man, this guy's just got the world by the balls, but he's the most humble person you'll ever meet. And just, he just, again, if you can ever get a chance to see him at, at anything, he was just in, in uh, at Carolina, Carolina fire days over in, in North Carolina this year last weekend, he was putting stuff on social media, but 
Um, we talk probably once a week at some point about something and, and he's just, he's just blessed. And he's, and, 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 and I am too, I'm, I'm blessed just as you are. You are, you're blessed to be in this career, right? We're, 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 nobody gave it to us, man. We had to work for it. Right. But, but man, what a blessing. And and if people don't get that, that's where the passion comes from. And, and Basagio talks about it and being a fireman's fireman. Yeah. That's what I want. I want, I, I want people to go away, go, yeah, I did all right. And, and man, that, that guy helped me and, and I'll do whatever it takes, you know? And, and, and why? Cause I'm not saying been there, done it, but I get it. Right. We're just talking about your kids, man. And, yeah. and, and, and I, I won't throw you out, but I'll throw you out. Like before you said, Hey, here's the link. I said, do me a favor. And you said, you're talking to kids. Yeah. Man. I, said, I was putting my kids on. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, do me a favor. Hug them tight. Right. Cause both of mine are moved out, man. And, and, and it's different. And, and, so so enjoy those times because you're blessed man and and that's what people forget they don't forget they forget what they got you know i you don't gotta live in a mansion you don't gotta drive a fancy car you just be blessed at what you're doing hey guy i i I just i look at firemen and you know in tight we talked about earlier the entitlement man fuck that man just be happy dude be happy what you're doing how cool is this job i mean you get to do shit that people will never even want to think about. Yeah. They drive by cars and talk about, you see it, look, and they look and look, oh, as soon as they see it. Yeah, it fucks with us mentally. And, and we can talk about that a little bit too. But, but man, we're so blessed. The, 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 the gift we were given, right? And why wouldn't we want to be the best? Why wouldn't we want, why, why would I want to be, let me ask you this question. You ever had, you ever had surgery? I, know. I have not. Yeah, that okay. But okay, you, I know where you're you going. Did, okay, when you did your paramedic time, you had to go in and, and do some innovations yes. in the OR, right? Yes. Okay. And and you walked in with the anesthesiologist. Yeah. And the anesthesiologist has a person we call the Jesus position. Yeah. And they had a vial of succinylcholine and a vial of amio of of atomidate. and they were going to give those two drugs, which stop your freaking respiratory drive. Right before that, some bitch pushed those plungers into that IV in your arm. That you look at him and go, "Were you the seventy or were you the 90? You didn't. You just no. hoped you knew what the fuck you yeah. were doing. Well, people think the same way, but you know what that doctor wants? That doctor wants to be the best. Yeah. Right? We just don't see it because we don't understand it from that perspective. And that's what we need to think about is Mr. and Mrs. Smith want the best, right? And Chief Eversall said it years ago about the whole, you know, five decathlon neurosurgeons to come fix their problem, not two dudes in a pickup truck, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but he's right. he was right back then. And he's still right now, man. We, why don't we want to be the best? Now, I get we can't have all the great equipment sometimes because I understand finances, right? Sure. So we can find ways to make it better. We can find something, right? The the back of the bay thing, putting a putting a a, a, a table out in the apparatus bay, or the, you know, the old squad table. We got one in our house, and the boys all go out there, and that's where the world's problems are solved, right? Yeah. Because that's that's where they can be them and become better and be those sponges that they want to be. Yeah, my yeah. two cents. Probably isn't I'm worth with it. you. It, it won't get you any, you know, any freaking prizes at Great America. But <laughs> hey, local reference there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Only reason we drove by there. Right. We were driving by, going to Wisconsin to see my parents. We we're coming down ninety four, and we went through Gurney, and he looked over and go, "You miss it?" And I was like, "Nope, probably Hate nope." I Hate don't doubt it. Every, every freaking <laughs> shift, that in the stupid mall. Ah. The squids that come home for the weekend, they get their weekend furloughs and they be up at the mall and they get into fights all the time. We, uh, don't call the shore patrol. Yeah, well, 
screw you, you're going to the shore patrol. I get it. That's that's my local shopping area. So yeah, no, no, <laughs> or, no thing. Or we go we, now. Now we go to Kenosha a lot more, but yeah, well, more okay, Kenosha. Well, Kenosha, you get a, you get a zig and zag when you go to Kenosha. Yeah, that's a different. Uh, it's yeah. a whole different world. I park at Bass Pro. Nothing bad has ever happened at Bass Pro Shop. Ah, like, nah. I, had, uh, <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> great story. We had a uh, we had a uh, class one a CPR in progress in Bass Pro on Black Friday. Oh, and I I'll never forget. Um, we're working this dude, and and this guy is trying to get clothes. And I'm like, can can you wait five minutes? Can you? No, it's on sale till eight o'clock. I'm like. I'm I'm pushing on this poor bastard's chest. Can you can you give me a minute? It, yeah, I'll never forget that. I, I hated that mall. I hated it. I, I don't. I, I worked in that mall. I was oh. when the sports authority was there. <laughs> I had a part time job there, and I hated 1. It, every miles. minute of it. Oh, Have you ever oh. noticed? You ever look at Google? Uh, like Google? the satellite of Gurney Mills. Yeah, it's in the shape of a dollar sign. What? Get out yeah. of here! No, it's we're in the shape of a freaking dollar sign. We're segueing. I'm sorry. I, I, no, I'm looking at this up. stuff now. I told you to go down some rabbit holes, but this, you this is a very remote. different rabbit hole that I've ever <laughs> ever had on this show. But oh yeah, my re- God. retired fire marshal Don Comers told me that when I first started in, in Gurney, he said it's in the shape of a dollar sign. Don Comers, he had a real high pitched voice, but great fire marshal. But <laughs> yes, sure. you look at it; it's in the shape of a freaking dollar sign. And, and if you're listening to this on Spotify later, I can't help you other than you got to do the exact same thing that I – holy shit, it really is. <laughs> I told you. I don't make this shit up. I don't even know how to – how do I get <laughs> – You can share your screen somehow. There has man. to be – I know. I got to figure that out. Hold on. See, I'm young, but the Zoom – the Zoom, I don't – there we go. Hold on. There – it's coming. Let's see if we're sharing it almost. Oh, it's Maybe. not going to show it on. There it is. Yep, there it is. It's not going to show it on my. Oh, on it's my, showing it on ours. On we my saw stream, it. but look it, it up. It really oh. is. It's it's yeah. a dollar sign. I, it's a freaking dollar sign. Oh my yeah. god. 1.4 miles from one end to the other. We used to have to yeah. walk every every shift at, during during from Black Friday to Christmas because they used to store stuff all in the back aisles and we could never get in and we used to have to walk that thing and in the freaking shape of a dollar sign. I've learned a lot of things doing this show and and today's <laughs> show as well, but but Gurney Mills being the shape of a dollar sign is something I never thought that I would I Can't make I told you. I told you it'd be some weird shit, but... <laughs> well, you win. You win for weird yeah, shit. Yeah, that's you know, for sure. It won't, it won't give me much, but maybe a cup of coffee. That would be bad, so... Well, you know. um, back to fire shit. Yeah, back so, to fire shit. Back to fire shit. Um, we've, we've talked a little of, of changing of cultures and things of that. What, what positives and negatives have you seen in the change of the brotherhood culture of the fire service, positives and negatives? Oh, uh, boy, the positives lately have been guys like you, these, these, these podcasts, the, 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 the stuff coming back out, the aggressive, what we call aggressive firemen. Now we're, we're coming back to that. We're coming back to, uh, you know, I laugh, um, and I'm and I'm not ripping on anybody's organization. I'm, I'll never bag on your house, but it, 
smooth bore versus combination, right? But smooth bore's coming back. We all remember the Vindicator came out, and that was the greatest freaking nozzle in the world. And now we all use them as door chocks. And, you know, then we had to buy the Blitzfire, and now we're going back to smooth bores. And, and we're seeing guys and gals want, pardon the pun, to give a shit again, right? They, they're, yeah. We're not so worried about, right? We had to get our target solutions in for the day, and we had to watch our FETN, and we had to, we had to do our CEU hours. And when's the last time you threw a ladder? Mm, I don't know. Right. Yeah. We're getting back into that. We're finding these new tactics, these new tricks. And, and you know, we're seeing these tricks that, that, and I, and I, I don't, I'm not, it's not a bragging thing, but I've been doing them for years. I just never knew how to put them on social media to show yeah. everybody, hey, put the golf ball on your, I don't know if you've seen it now, the yes. golf ball on your, on your wire cutters. I've been doing that forever. Right. Yeah. But we don't, we, I just, didn't think about putting it on social media, you know, and, yeah. and, and you know, Basagio uh, talking about his guy that carries the golf balls to throw them out windows. Ours is the same thing, but we used it as a handle. Now we're talking about putting them on water cans and the, the fire service is getting back to the diversity because we're doing more shit with less. Yeah. And so it's, it's, I think that's a good thing. I, I think when we talk about the brotherhood, unfortunately we're also worried about and we're also busy we are you're lucky the way you age your kids yet wait till they get into sports and then you're screwed because yeah. every week you're going to be here there and everywhere and, and they're going to start dating and all that crap but our lives are so busy but that brotherhood and 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 i'll go back to when i was a kid um i can vividly remember vividly um all the shift guys going on vacation together you know, and, and I was proud when I was in, when I was in Gurney, uh, our, our, our red shift guys, we would always go out and, and go out on Captain Robert's boat or, or, you know, go to Joel's and Todd. We all hung out together. We all went and did stuff and we knew our families and, and, you know, the guys, uh, joke about my wife and, and, uh, any of the GFD guys are listening. I, uh, uh, Anne's my wife's name. My wife uh, got run over by a lawnmower when she was a child and, a lot of severe damage done to her leg and they actually saved it and and she had a, a pretty pronounced limp for a long time till i bought her a new kickstand and got a new knee put in her um a few years back i, I tell her i got her a kickstand well when the guys first met ann um she was standing and, and the one guy called her eileen uh, kind of being you know because she and it stuck for a long time and he still called her eileen forever and and then the one day she came in shorts and he's like ooh. Yeah. And I was like, she's like, what, you want to touch it? And he's like, uh, 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 he felt really bad. Oh, he was like, I'm, yeah. And, but it's still to this day, she still jokes about it and laughs. And, and we happen to see uh, John Ricky down at, down at FDIC and, and, and he's laughing about it. And, and it was, it, it, but that was that brotherhood. And I think that's, what's going away is, you know, we went, we would go out together and we would hang out as a crew and we, we knew our, our spouses hung out and, you know, we forget about that sometimes and we forget that, that, you know, we go out and do our deal, whatever it may be, whether you're on shift or going to, again, going to, to, to IFSI, or if you're on the USAR team and you're always gone or something or on a paid on call department, you never know when you're leaving. We don't include the wives, you know, the wives don't hang out with each other and, 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 you know, kind of like the, the, the military wives, you know, they all, when the husbands get deployed, they all, they all kind of bond together. And we don't do that much anymore. I think that's where I've seen mostly in the fire service lately is that, hey, I'm on shift with you. You're my brother for 24 hours. And hey, I'll see you in two days. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. And we, 
that that to me i think is the biggest downfall is that that we've lost that and i was, I was telling you in the green room faith family and the fire service you know and and, and, it, and it's i think we've kind of forgotten that that family part and and i know the good thing on that same note is that we're we're seeing guys and i was telling you in there that you know my guys hey my, my kid's sick both my kids are grown it's me and the wife you know what guess what babe i'm gonna go cover shifts so the guy can go take care of his sick kid you, yeah. you know I get that because without, again, without my guys and their stability, right, especially mentally, again, I'm just a dude sitting in a corner room, you know, so I, I think good and bad, I think the good is that we're, we're coming back to wanting to be firemen again, you know, wanting to stretch hose and, and, and fight fire and, and, and have fun, right, and, and laugh and joke and, and yeah, I know we can't do some of the things we used to do. I know the hazing, we can't do it anymore. Not that hazing ever happened. I won't ever say hazing happened. It never happened. But, but right, I get that. And I'm, and I'm not saying, I was watching a show earlier about the, talking about Navy SEALs. Uh, and if you ever knew how Navy SEALs, when they got commissioned and they got their trident, um, their, their uh, instructors would punch it literally into their chests. Uh, and I didn't know this. It had got this guy's been banned since 1997. They can't do it anymore. They have to just truly put it on them. They can't punch it into them as a, as a, as a badge of honor, right? It was a tradition that they had as Navy SEALs. Um, not a segue, but kind of a segue of some of those traditions had to go away. I understand some sure. of those things you couldn't do. I, I get it. We used to call it duck ponding back when we had open dog, doghouse cabs. Uh, on top of the, the cross lays, which were called Maddie Dales back in the day. If you didn't know that, you know, a little piece of history. The Maddie Dale, New York, was the first fire department to ever have pre connected hoses on the side of the fire truck, and they were huh. called Maddie Dales. Yeah, another one of those geeky, stupid things you'll never learn. But I remember as a young fireman that they would go up, and, and you didn't know it until you got duck ponded. The, the pump operator would get up on the on the canvas and he would stand on it and he would pour water in it and it would sit there and hit the brakes and as soon as he hit the brakes you got a wave of water because you knew it was coming because we kind of would blow the window and, and then you'd get slammed with water and so you knew the duck pond was coming right and you know now there's the stir in the water but you go to that world they, if you've heard of that one, they got to tell the kid to stir the porta tank. Or so, the, or yeah, or the vinegar in the tanker yeah, to keep yeah, it from yeah. rusting. Yeah, yeah, keep it from rusting. Push start the saw. Push start the rotary. Yep. Well, but here's the deal, dude. Here's the problem. There are kids nowadays don't even know how to start a saw. Yeah. Right. They don't know how to use a hammer. They don't know how to use a fucking can opener. Right. Because yeah. they never had to. And, yeah. and, and that's the other part of their brotherhood. We laugh at them. But then we don't teach them, yeah. right? And, and and I have this philosophy when I teach, is are we teaching to fail or are we failing to teach, right? Which way do we want to be? I don't want to be either one of those. I want to make sure I give them, and everybody learns a little different. And I think that's another struggle that Brotherhood has had is we've forgotten, it, yeah, it's fun to pick on the young kids and it's fun to, to, to we all went through it, right? We all did it, but man, Make it better for them, right? I'm not, I'm not saying hold a hand. I'm not saying coddle them. We, we don't need to. There's enough of that going on in this world. We don't need to do that anymore. But we need to help them. And we need to make them into firemen, right? Because they don't know. Because, again, some of these people come into this job. We talked about paper versus, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, I got, a, I got a stack. I got a stack of freaking papers. <laughs> Doesn't get me shit, really. 
I mean, I don't mean a pay raise. Okay, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't make me a better fireman. You, you know, I had a kid once tell me he had said it, uh, said it to somebody in our town that happened to know me and, and said, uh, yeah, I just got my degree in, in business. I'm going to go in the firehouse and tell them how it really is because I got a college degree. And I was like, really? And then he jacked it all up on a car fire. I said, how's that freaking degree working for you now, knucklehead? Yeah. Right? And I'm not saying you got to know what a 16th of an inch on a tape measure is, but don't, don't throw stones, bitch. You, you, you know, you you got to earn your right, you know. And, and But I could have been the, the, the old fireman and punched him right in the throat and called him everything but white, but I didn't. I said, okay, somebody go go teach him how to do it, right? Yeah. Teach him. Don't make me teach him because I'll just yell, but I, I, it, it, that's that's what we've forgotten. We 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 found it's easier to humiliate, especially like you said, social media. Oh, yeah. You know, we all keyboard command, you yeah. know, and I try to never I may put my opinions out there. I mean most of my opinions are stop worrying about what people think about you. Stop. I've had people try it. I've had people brother, I've had people try to destroy me. Go ahead. Go. I know it's right. You, you know, and, and that's the hard part. And it's sad, but I think that's one of the things is we, we want to eat our own and I'm not, I'm not making fun of any group or anybody in particular or any, I, that doesn't bother me. Just why do we got to be so rough on each other? So I, I'm with you. I, I think that, you know, pranks and, and, and firehouse ball busting and that kind of like chief lighting has, has got two funny examples, right? They get the water hammer, or put the summer yep. air in the tires. Like, yep. but, but that's that, smoke ejector, right? Yep. Like that stuff is, is harmless. I don't think that stuff breaks someone down psychologically right like there's a huge difference between like just being uh, earning your spot like those pranks that kind of stuff like we we kind of got a new guy with the the never-ending dishes prank where you take them out you get them dirty again and like but that's just to me that is what you ever ever freeze their ski cap into a, a bowl no, no, but I really regret we didn't do this. He you was upset. No, but that's hilarious. Um, we had a guy that yeah. uh, same Take a ski cap, put it over a bowl, soak it, and then and then the next morning it comes in on shift. You put it. Now, you put so the frozen frozen stuff happens for sure. But again, that's oh, harmless. Yeah, that's harmless. But then right. there 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 is a. I get what you're saying. There's a layer where it's where you, now you're just being an asshole. Like it's not. Right. It's not right. uh, doing those things. Kind of. I know that they would phrase it as, well, if you can't handle that, how can you handle like people being on fire in front of you and stuff like that? And like, I, I, I get that we to a certain we, degree, we right? Humor. You have to be able to handle some of those things. But I do, I do agree with you. I, I think that there are people that now it becomes like personal attacks. That's very right. different, right? Where, where now you start picking at personal shit instead of just, we're kind of uh, like the mafia. Yeah, like a family, you know, and 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 you don't you don't mess with a you don't mess with a man's wife, you know, you don't mess with his family. Don't don't mess yeah, with just don't you, you know don't 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 just because that kid you know didn't has only made four pushes into a house. Oh, okay, you know, I was at a, a neighboring community called me a well, not neighboring up two hours north said, hey man. We're doing some live fire. We need another live fire instructor. Can you come up for the day? Yeah, can I bring the wife with? Because she's got nothing better to do. Like, yeah, come on. So went out and did some live fire. And, and, and they had some uh, what they call vests. They're uh, this, these college or these uh, career tech kids. And they all had to have vests on so we knew that they weren't in play. 
and and their instructor was like, hey, you know, I was talking to one of the firemen about what the, how the fire was transitioning and what we were looking at and how it was going to burn down and, and smoke smoke conditions. Kind of a reading smoke class. And these young kids came over and and uh, one kid looks up and he's like, sir, sir, um, um, how long have you been a fireman? And I'm like, uh, thirty plus years. And he's like, oh, so you're kind of old. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, fine. He's like, but man, you you don't act it. And he goes, but you really made it understandable you know we talk about it in this book and i didn't get it now it makes sense and that's a win to me right yeah. that's that, that i'm not saying i'm better i just took that moment for, for for that kid to maybe get it right and and maybe he'll never do it and you know we talk about seeing bad things right maybe you'll never make a pick you know i've made a couple in my career a couple good couple bad right I, I, i've had you know delivered babies I, i've not deliver babies, right? I, I had a mother, and it's a horrible story, sort of, kind of. Uh, she was nursing her child and, and fell asleep and suffocated her. And, and, and yeah, yeah, mental mindfuck, right? Literally 11 months later, I'm in the same spot in her house delivering her next baby. Wow. And I was like, she's like, and she remembered. She's like, hey, you're the one that was here last time. And I was like, oh, this is freaking awkward. And I'm like, yeah, it is, man. Yeah, yeah okay, great. Right? But... But I didn't lose. You know, I always tell people, if you see me panic, panic. Because if I'm panicking, we got problems. Yeah. Know? Maybe inside I am, but I'm not going to outwardly show it. You know, and that's what we have to learn to, to again, be those pumice stones. But we got, we don't got to be so rough that we can't remember what it was like when we walked through the door. I remember walking through the door, shaking. I probably peed on myself. I was so scared, right? And and had these burly guys that just scared the shit out of me, right? Ended up being some of my greatest friends and guys I still to this day look up to because because they they meant that much to me. Yeah. You know, because they they took me under their wing for that minute. And I know we're all busy now, I get it. But man, Arnold Schwarzenegger says it best. There's only twenty four hours in the day. You know how you get more hours in a day? You sleep a little faster. And he's right. And, and if I get four hours tonight, great. I will say what? Your generation uh, and my, you know my father's like you guys all work side jobs. So this yeah. whole no time thing, like, and and your your generation still found a way to spend time together and and involve families and all that stuff with the side job with that. So I, like you like you're you're talking about Schwarzenegger, right? And sleep less right. or it you have to make time for certain things. Like it is one that you if, you if it's important time. to you, you got to make time. Yeah. You gotta make time for your family, like I said. <clears throat> like I said earlier, you gotta, you, you can't, and that's that's where a lot of us struggle, you know. Is we, we talked about mental wellness. I don't know if you want to get into that wormhole, but but you you know we, we I don't like using mental health. You know, I, again, I have a son that's been in the mental health community with autism, and and uh, it, I'll get technically as an arachnoid system, the fourth ventricle of his brain, which basically means he has a pimple, which means the cerebral spinal fluid doesn't go to his brain, which makes him developmentally delayed, <laughs> aka retarded, right? <laughs> He's, he's 20 or 30, and he'll be 30 at the end of the month, and he's got the IQ of about a four-year-old. Um, so we've, our whole, he doesn't communicate very well, so our, our, our whole lives that he's been with us, we've fed him, dressed him, bathed him, did everything, right? We did everything for him. Um, he can walk and communicate, but in his own language to us, you know, most of the boys that know me and have met Cody all know, he, he's, the, he's the most generous child and understands it, but people always used to say, oh, I feel so bad for you. The hand I was dealt, man. So what? 
don't why why you feel bad for me you, you don't don't man I'm, I'm happy the kid's happy i'm happy what, what do i care it's money cool you you ever see a hearse pulling a u-haul no so i ain't taking the shit with me so if i gotta spend it now then i'll spend it now like i said the wife walked with her limp i spent 70 grand to get her a new kickstand here new knee babe i don't now you don't limp no more whatever I don't care. Money's not an object, right? Who cares? It's that, it's this, man. You got to have that heart. You got to have that, man, you know, just, like I said, I've I've screwed some shit up bad in my life, but man, I've had more better times. And and that's where, you know, yeah, we're all a little screwed up in the heads, right? We all are. We see bad shit. We just do. You know, and there's that, it's not my emergency, it's just my job saying, yeah, we were all taught that, but we were taught not, we were also taught, and at least my era was the John Wayne syndrome. There's not a bone sticking out, you ain't hurt. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm not saying we all got to be, it's all about puppy dogs and rainbows and hugs, you know, but look at now, <clears throat> back in the, nowadays, everybody's getting firehouse dogs again. There's a firehouse dog in there, it was a mutt that we had, right? That, that it was there, right? Yeah. Guys had cats, now they're coming back and it's a, you know, it's a comfort dog. It's just another fucking word, right? Yeah. Just like cancer presumption. I'm not going to get into the fight about cancer, but how big did we push to get cancer presumption fire trucks? How many you see getting built now? Yeah. None. Stop doing it, right? That we all had to have the, the, the gear with it. And now they're saying, oh, nope, gear's got the shit that's causing the cancer, not the shit that's getting on us. It's the gear. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, shit, right? So. No, I get you. We got to deal with all this, but, but we. We don't get this because we, 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 we either bottle it up. And I'm not saying tell your family the, the, the graphic shit. Just hug them a little tighter, you know? Yeah, I was telling him right when I leave. and it, we, we say we love each other, but you, when you're 20 plus years of marriage, whatever it is, what it is. <laughs> we won't get into that, that part of the saying, but I always say, I'll see you when I see you. Right? And it's not, it, that's our thing. It's not, it's not that I don't love her. It's I'll see you when I see you. I might be home at six. I might be home on Thursday. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen today. Right. Yeah. And, and so I'll see you when I see you. Right. But no, you're on my mind. Right. And, and, and same with my son, you know, I, I, I was called, he's called the boy. And I was, I would say to him, Hey son, I'll, I'll see you when I see you. Yep. Dad, I'll say, I talked to him the other day when we were seeing my parents. We had FaceTime. So he talked to his grandparents and, and then we were getting done. He's like, Hey, I'll see you, dad. I said, yep. I'll see you when I see you. Right. And, 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 but I still, I still care about it. And I still want to know what his life's like and what he's doing. And, and, but we, we forget that sometimes. And we're so focused on everything else. Yeah. That's, the, that, that's what I think is another downfall of fire services. We're so focused, even on that paper, right? I gotta have this. Okay. I, 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 yeah. I get, I get their standards. I get it. But, Great, I can get my company officer, and I can be a real dink as a company officer because yeah. I don't care about the guys, right? You know, the hat doesn't, you've heard it many times, the hat doesn't make the man, the man makes the hat. Yeah. You know, I've threatened to go just get all black helmets from my hair. No, nobody's any different, they're all the same, who cares? Somebody just got more responsibility than somebody else. Because does it really, really matter? Most organizations have gone away from the wearing whites. I remember I had to wear yeah. white, you know? Yeah. Lieutenant all the way up, had to wear white. Yeah. And he used to get pissed. I'd come home and she's like, I'm tired of cleaning white uniforms. So I came here, I'm like, okay, we're going to gray and blue. And that's it. I'm not, I'm not going to have no more. I got a white dress uniform. Yeah. Other than that, I'm not wearing my white. Yeah, so I, my old man's wearing like 5'11 pants and, uh, and right. a polo. Yeah, we never had those. Right? Like that's, no, we had. Yeah, yeah I, I, 
I will say, yeah. so talking about mental wellness and, and everything, I, I feel like, like everything in the fire service, in my short time that I've been in it, everything seems reactionary, obviously, and, and, and that's okay. I mean, mm-hmm. they're trying to do something. But it seems like we're trying to fit, like, general public mental wellness into our fire service box. What would you right. say would right. be some some small steps or things that could be done for firefighter mental wellness that would be different than what we're trying to do right now. No, the, the cool thing about Michigan is, is uh, so fireworks are, are, are legal in Michigan and uh, our, our great government decided that um, kind of screwed up. Um, any fireworks you buy, which fire service doesn't like because they hurt people, um, all the tax money goes to the fire service. So buy your fireworks, right? Because uh, then it gives us more state funding, and then, and then they give that funding to us, um, and we get to uh, to use that money for training and and, and what have you. Um, <clears throat> and um, about three years ago, our state uh, firefighter training council came out with uh, a ton of money uh, for firefighter mental wellness, and and I had written a program called Hayo. It's uh, Hey, are you okay? And what it talked about was basically going out and figuring out what works for us right i'm not saying that 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 schisms aren't good right or or cisds or debriefings but they got to be done by people like us i i had one years ago um where i had a we had a we, we brought a psychologist in that had no firefighting experience and, and and was telling us how he knew how we felt and he knew what we were going through and i was like bitch you ain't never crawled the hallway how do you know what i feel yeah. Right. And so we push that, especially here in, in, on the lakeshore. We actually have a, a group now built that um, we have police officers on it for the policemen. You know, I, I had a, a dear friend of mine was at my firehouse washing his squad car uh, and, and got pulled away for a call for a possible B&E. Uh, Twelve minutes later, he, he emptied his clip into a guy. And he called me up and he said, I, 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 Al, I just killed a guy. And I went, fuck. And he's like what am I supposed to do? And I was like, dude, he's like, you're one of my best friends. And I'm like, I, I know, but I don't know. I don't know what, what this feels like. Right. I, I know, I know what it feels like to pull somebody out of the house, but I don't know what it feels like to, to put my gun on somebody. I said, but I know a guy who does, so I'm going to hook you up with him. Right. And we've gone as far as our dispatchers. We have, we have dispatchers that help other dispatchers because I don't know what it's like to sit in that room and pick up 700 911 phone calls and, and hang up and go to the next one after I just heard her mom saying her baby's not breathing. I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to empathize with that. I yeah. have empathy for it, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to do it. So what I've tried to gear and what I think we need to do as a fire service, we need to find what fits for us yeah. and what fits, fits in our world because your populace is different than my populace. And, and so we have to understand those things and, and we have to understand what can we do better for us, right? And I'm not I'm not necessarily saying sleep well, you know, don't cut out alcohol, da 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 You're drinking water, it's this still coffee. Everybody knows I drink coffee twenty four hours a day, but but we find what works for us. And and and, and when I when I do my program it's, it's it's and I don't care what program you take, but understand what you're going through, understand what you're feeling, and understand those you know, the, the National Fallen Firefighters came out with the stress first aid. I'm, I'm one of those instructors. We talk about the stress continuum and the, and the four things that screw with us and, and that that culture that we live in and where we're feeling and why we're feeling that way. And the problem is, is because we 
feel like we have to have an S on our chest that says we're supermen, and we're not. We're, 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 we're husbands, we're wives, we're brothers, we're fathers, we're sisters, moms, dads, right? We're, we're, we're humans. We just do a different job. And, and But we need to focus on each other. And I'm not saying we got to put my arm around you every day and, and say it's going to be okay and, and pat little Tommy on the head. Sure. Yeah. You got to say, hey, man, what do we got to do? Right? Is there something that we're doing? What can we do better? Right? Is there is there a way we can avoid this? You know, by talking about it. You know, uh, back back in, in in COVID, and I hate bringing up COVID, but the United States Fire Administration has never acknowledged a suicide, even though guys have written letters saying the job made me do this. Yeah, they have never acknowledged it, but they acknowledge sixty five guys who died of COVID. Yeah, and, and were given their name on the wall in Evansburg. It's kind of jacked up, right? We got to find a way that works for us. And there's a big prize. Rosecrans has still got the big program in Illinois, don't they? So yeah, we I had Mike Fox on, and he was talking to Illinois Peer Support, and uh, yeah. that they that we have that. So yeah, and, and it seems like peer. that's that's what it needs to be peers. peer to peer. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be again. You and 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 even unfortunately, sometimes you can't even take guys like me, right? Right, an older dog. You can't bring me down to 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 know what unless you remember what it felt like to be that 18 year old kid. And I do, my, my, my brain keeps telling me I'm 18. My body is telling me I'm 70, but you know, I, 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 I try to, I try to relate back to thinking about what it was like when I was my, you know, I remember my first baby class one, we got to the hospital and I was doing this and I didn't know that was an adrenaline dump, right? I didn't know what that was. I just thought that I was fucked up, right? And my lieutenant just put his hand on my shoulder and said, kid, it's gonna suck some days. It's just what it's gonna do, but don't bottle it up. Just say, hey, man, don't avoid it. But and he gave me that speech. It's not your emergency. It's just your job. Mike Knowlton, uh, you know, I, asked, I know you asked later on, one of my big influences yeah. is a dear friend of mine, Mike Knowlton was one of my lieutenants. And just a phenomenal guy. Took me under his wing, brought me into his family. Uh, you know, I was living on my own at the time because uh, I had to live in, in Carpentersville at the time. So I had to, to live on my own. And, his wife and, and his kids. I watched his kids grow up, and, and, and I'm still great friends with his kids. They, they're way younger, but they still call me Uncle Al, and we they're talking. About, they got married or whatever. And but but there was a guy that just put his arm around me and said, "Hey, man, we'll talk about it, you know." And, and we'll, we're not gonna make hugs and cries and boo-hoos, but we're gonna we're gonna figure out what we need to do. And I, you know, to see that Illinois has the peer support group, and we've got one here similar in West Michigan, and Northern Michigan's got one as well. Southeast does as well. We started to a thing called the yellow rose campaign here and what that is is that and i was part of the task force that built that group the yellow rose signifies we always do a white rose you know when somebody uh people we've forgotten that have passed away in the fire service we do a red rose in a memorial we decided to do a yellow rose for those that have lost their lives due to mental mental instabilities and and that yellow rose is is something that a chief says i will stand up and say that i will allow my fire department and, and I will get help from my staff. And, and you know, NFPA, and people don't know this, NFPA 1500 says in, in uh, chapter 11, it talks about mental wellness. And it says that every organization is supposed to, to have access for you and your immediate family to psychological support. How many agencies do that? Yeah, yeah. Not many, Not right? We got the EAP, but how many guys use it, yeah. right? Well, I don't want to use it. Why? Why? Uh, 
you're 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 humbled okay but you're gonna get so humbled you're gonna get so dark and you're gonna get so down into the dumps you're not gonna go this goes back to that we're in the green room we talk about the three f's yeah faith family fire service right it i say faith like i said i don't mean religion i mean believing whatever it is you believe and, and but be true to it right then your family at home and then the fire service when you flip those three f's out of cycle man your life goes to turmoil i did that for a little while and 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 I just got overwhelmed because I was just trying to, I thought I had to appease everybody and I had to make a difference. And that put so much stress on me that, that I realized just coming to work, I made a difference, right? And, and being me, not being somebody I didn't need to be. Like, this is this is what you get, man. You get what you pay for, so don't pay for much because you ain't getting much. But I am what I am, you know? And, and, and I, when I realized that, uh, my whole mental outlook changed a lot. You know, you talk about losing passion. I never lost it. I just didn't know where to go with it. And and I think that, you know, mental wellness, it, it's big. And, and a lot of it was, and I hate to bring it, but COVID, right? We all know. I mean, we, we stepped in that shit for 18 months, you know? I still, I'm the only person in the United States, I think, that, that stepped in COVID for 18 months and never got it. I, I've never freaking gotten it. And we actually had the first, we actually, in my, my township, we had the actual first documented case in our county. And we didn't know for 11 days until afterwards. And we were still worried, you know, we hadn't, yeah. we didn't have the stuff on yet. And then all of a sudden, you know, the stressors of, you know, we got to leave your clothes at the firehouse. We got to give them gowns. We got to do all this, all this stuff. And guys, I want to go home to my families. And, and you know, guys, we want to go on calls. And that caused stress. And it caused fights at home. And, and. We got that COVID brain, and and we had to start getting guys out of that. Yeah. Hey, man, we're okay. You know, we, I, I probably broke some rules, but we are one of the only departments that I refused to stop training. I said, boys, we're we're gonna go when it happens, so we might as well just stay together. We we know we're good, so let's just keep doing it. People are we had fire out, you know, people closing firehouses, and you know, you can't come in and don't touch anything. And I was like, no. I, when the shit hits the fan, we're going to go together anyway, so we might as well just keep going together. And 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 my guys felt a lot better when we did that. And, yeah. You know, I caught them flat for it, but oh well. Well, ultimately, guys just want to do their job, right? Yeah, they, so, wanted, they wanted to be happy. It was, the only, that, it was yeah. the only thing they had still normal, and we were yeah. trying to make it abnormal. Yeah. You know? So. I mean, you're dipping into, the, <clears throat> into those final questions anyway and i think that uh we should just talk about them and talk okay. through some of these so sure. um first one love this one selfishly love this question but uh what's one mistake you've made and learned from one you one, get one. one you get one that's the that's the caveat i mean you can share another one maybe but one put the firehouse before my family I'll, I'll, I'll regret that. And I told you in the dream, and I, I, I'm not embarrassed at all to say it. Uh, quite a few years ago, um, Casey was little. Um, like I say, he's 25 down. He was eight, maybe nine. Uh, we, at the time, I was working uh, full time on one department on, on security. I was uh, paying a call in, in Harvard, and I was working at the hospital. Uh, the drama center all at once and I, I was working you know 90 hours a week just i was always gone and and i was working because i wanted him to have everything i didn't have you know and not that i, I we didn't grow up poor but I, I can tell you my old man's job he was only making 200 bucks a week every two weeks back in the 70s but of course cost of living was different but i had pawn right you know i had the pawn 
Google what Pong is. I know you probably don't know, but for your viewers haven't Googled it. Yeah. It was, was ColecoVision. It was just a cheap little game. But anyways, um, I didn't have the Atari. You know, I didn't have that cool stuff. And so when, when Case wanted, a, you know, a, a Nintendo 64, he got it. When he wanted a, a PlayStation, he got it. When he wanted an Xbox, he got it. When he wanted to go on vacation, he did it. When he wanted this, he got it. When he wanted new hockey gear, he got it. Right? I I bought everything for him, and I, and I gave him everything he could have, and I bought a, bought a beautiful, huge house, and you know everything. And and I was, uh, Ann had called me one day and said, "Hey, can you can you pick Case up from school?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm in between going to, from from one job to the next." I said, "Yeah, I got before you get home, I'll, I'll see you for an hour or so." I said, "I'll go pick him up at school." And we only lived a couple blocks away, so I just figured I'd walk up to get him. And so we're walking home, and how's your day, son? We're talking. We're about halfway home, and he looks at me and goes, Dad, do you not love us anymore? I said, what are you talking about, son? And he said, Dad, you're never home. You're always at work, or you're teaching, or you're at the firehouse, or you're doing this. And he goes, you're, you're, you're never home. I said, son, I'm, I'm doing all this for you. I'm, I'm, I'm making all this money for you to have everything that you want that I never had. And he said, Dad, all I want is you. And I was like, oh. Right, and you're been kicked by an eight-year-old in the balls. That's what it felt like, and, and that was the day that flips, I flipped that switch, and was like, man, fuck this. They got to come first, and 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 I've done everything since then, uh, to the best of my ability, uh, to 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 make sure my family comes first. I always, you know, I set my faith in my family. And again, I'm not talking religion. I'm just saying whatever you believe, believe. But but. Uh, which funny caveat? There's a there's a movie called uh, God's Not Dead Yet, and it talks about Do you believe? It's uh, I'm actually in the movie. It was filmed here in Michigan. Oh, <laughs> as an extra, but whatever. And so I had to make the statement Do you believe in, in the video in the movie? It's kind of funny. It's the end. Don't 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 go rent it. It's worth it. But anyways, but my point is that that it was you got to believe in your family because it's all you got, man. You know you that. Everybody, they can take everything from you, and they can physically take your kids from you, but they will always be your kids. And 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 man, what a blessing, and, you know. So, and like I said, you know, watch my, and don't get me wrong, Cody is, is super important, but to watch Case, you know, start out as a young kid and and be a, a pretty good athlete and, and be a good hockey player and be a good soccer player and and then transition to being a, uh, you, you know, a paid on call fireman for me, and then now working at a fifty six firehouse department running 187,000 187, calls a year on a tower ladder every day you know yeah i guess i did something right you know but that's for a mistake it is is i missed a few years of his life and 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 i really wish i could i really if, if there's anything i regret is I, I i miss some of those opportunities i shouldn't have missed and, and i'll never get them back and, and so that's that's probably my biggest regret I, I I appreciate you sharing that story, and uh, I mean obviously that resonates with me because I got little kids. So yeah, dude, like I said, dude, hug them, hug yeah. them every chance you get. Because yeah. before you know, it, you're gonna go, what the what the fuck? Yeah. When when he moved out and it was just Dan and I sitting here, we we're sitting in matching recliners and looking at each other and went, what do we do now? <laughs> what do we what do we what are we supposed to do? I think I'm knitting. I don't know. <laughs> well, we, we do naps really well now, so but now we have two dogs, so that, that makes. Oh well, you got them. Well, one of them's Casey's. He didn't want to take it with him to Tennessee, so we got stuck with it for that. Well, that's a whole different story. Hey, what are you gonna do? You know. Right, right. <laughs> uh, you kind of dipped into this one a little bit, but still, let's let's hit it officially. 
and that's uh, who's somebody that influenced you early in your career. Uh, wow, yeah, there's, there's, I, I, and, and I should probably phrase this better, but it, it's you know those people I, that there's, really, there's tons. yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I mean. All the all the guys on Gurney, all the guys on on, on uh, you know, surprisingly, you laugh. I mean, Jimmy Pelletieri, and you know, maybe one little thing he did, but man, it was it was something that, and, and, and I know you say early in my career. I think early in my life, uh, which was going to be this career, was 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 Uncle Tom Holtz, and when he said, "Son, just always, always be true. No matter what, do the best you can," and and. Uh, you know, I think he was, but again, all the guys in Carpentersville, Jim, Jim, God rest his soul, Jim Olinger, and Lieutenant Pearson, just all these guys that, uh, a great one that comes to mind is George Koblanski, was my deputy chief, and, and he looked at me, and, and I remember vividly him saying, to me, you'll, you'll never make it, you're, you're too wild, you're too crazy, you're too much of a punk, and you're too small, and I said, did you, I will show you, I, I promise you, I will bust my ass as hard as I can. And, and, and he pushed me every day, and, and, and I loved him for it. And we still communicate. He lives in, in Arizona, and it's kind of comical. He got back on a paid on call for for me. He messaged me on Facebook and said, Hey, Chief, by chance, could you write me a letter of recommendation? I was like, Oh, oh, now you want a favor, dickhead, huh? But yeah. You know, George was a, was a huge uh, uh, mentor of mine. I just I looked up to him and his, and his abilities and the way he. He treated people, and, and I just, yeah, he'd be another one. But there's just so many. I mean, I, Eddie Enright, you know, Steve Chikorotis, God, <laughs> uh, Richie Stack, Bobby Hoff, you know, uh, name them. Uh, you know, Jimmy Long. There's, I, I, the list is forever. It, I think I've taken a lot from a lot of people. But, you know, one of my one of my best, and you, you've probably heard his name a million times, Bob Harabert. Um, yeah, Captain Harabert at the time was a captain. Uh, just uh, just a what a what a guy in in the way he led people and, and and you know I always tell myself God if I could be half the ship commander he was you know when I was coming up through the ranks you know and I remember he was in a car accident on duty and and I'd never heard somebody be in a pin in before and be that calm on the radio and, and we were all losing our minds and he was the calm one and we're like <laughs> dude you're the one stuck in the fucking car what do you what do you what do you, what do you why are you so calm you know, it's because it's head injury but we won't talk about that well but, you know. <laughs> There were just so many people that, God, Alex is hard. There's so many people. And I guess we, you got to ask the question the guys who have had, had short careers. He had a guy. Yeah, I mean, triple digits almost, it feels like. There's just so many people that, I mean, this is going to sound cheesy, but even a guy like you it sure. has influenced my career. You know, again, Rob Ramirez, Cody Trestel, Dave Mellon, you know, Sean. Uh, the, Sean Duffy, I, I I beat that guy up all the time on the, on the messaging each other. It just you know, and he's just a fireman, you know. But 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 he gets it right. And 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 again, there's so many people, and, and there's so many people out there. And there's and there's guys I'm missing. Todd Bisaggio, I mean, for God's sake, you know, Brad Wessel, all these all these guys that I've watched through my career, uh, you know, become dads and firemen, and, and you know. Him and his, you know, Bisagio and his dog, and 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 Wessel teaching as an EMS educator. Just all these people have. When I watched him and thought, man, you know, is this guy gonna make it? And here we are, twenty years later, and these guys are fucking rock stars. You know, it makes you you go that that kid had an influence on, you know. 
So, I mean, that's why I like asking the question. I, I Not everyone gets an opportunity to always – it's straight out of – I think it's it, – Pride and ownership, they say, why do we always got to honor them after they're gone? It's that kind of thought process, right? Right? Do it, do it. right? No, like, no, I agree. I agree. It's just you get so an hard opportunity. Get... And no, even if you name 800 people, it doesn't matter. That's not the point, right? The point is right. that, you know, you're, you're going if through you that. If you don't have somebody right? that moved you in this career, you, you've had your head in the closet. Yeah. Yeah, you just avoided everyone. Yeah, yeah, you were, you were that loner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm still coughing up champagne, and not to drink. <laughs> yeah, right. Just look at no bit of the the brown nose. Yeah, the old yeah, the, the old the old mm-hmm nose. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling you. No. <laughs> no, that used to be a, that used to be a rite of passage too. Who had the who had the biggest snot booger they could blow out in the in the, in the towel when we got back to the firehouse and you always know, compared it. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't get shit, but first got it the ice cream, but whatever. Well, you know, that made you feel good. <laughs> Uh, have you ever lost your passion for the fire service and uh, what, what keeps you passionate now? You know, we, we, we kind of hit on it a little bit. I, yeah. I never really lost it. I just didn't know where I wanted to go next and what needed to happen, you know, and, and, and you know, as, 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 as I hit certain levels, you know, I, you know, I loved being a paramedic I and mean, I still do love being a paramedic, but I mean, you know, I, I loved the paramedic stuff for a little while and every jokes that were, you know, no EMS, you know, and, and but it was, it was kind of cool because it was something different, you know, and, and and I had an opportunity to fly on the aircraft for a little bit and and you know and work in the ER and, and and learn from some great doctors and and I didn't lose the passion, but I wanted to be better. And then, and then as I, you know, as I moved on, you know, just life changes happened, and, and so I didn't really lose the passion, but I didn't. It almost got stagnant, you, you know, and the. Post 9-11, we all kind of got stagnant. We were labeled as heroes, and you know, none of us really wanted. Well, there's some jagoffs out there that want to be listed as heroes, but only time in my book you're a hero is when six of your friends are carrying you to your final resting place. It's the only time you're ever going to be a hero. But mine, they're not going to do that. They're just going to burn me up and put me in the HVA system throughout the building just so we can have a little taste of me. Yeah, there you go. But have a little bit of me in you, but. You know, no, I never lost it. I, I, I it just kind of went away. It kind of, kind of got sheltered by a lot of stuff and, and a lot of life changes. Where I again picking up my family and moving to a new state. You know, do I have what it takes? Do I? And and that gave me some passion back. And and you know now now it's it's having these conversations. You know, having the, 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 the shooting the shit about firefighting about being firemen and. You know, the Great Lakes Hot and the, and the, the Build Your Culture group and, and those like-minded people. That's what keeps me passionate. You know, going, making friends when we go to, to, to you know, these classes or kids come up and we teach stuff and, and, and they walk away. And, uh, you know, I, I, I had this one, I was, we, were, we have an instructor's conference here in Michigan and I was, I was teaching a, a, a hip class and there was a, guy teaching next to me that I had taught a ladders class in the fire department in uh, uh, John Brophy's his name. He's a, a fireman in Southern Township. He'd been on 25 years or so back when we, this conference time. And this kid comes from his class to my class and, and I would ask people, why do, why'd you come to the class? You know, what do you, what do you want? What do you want to see out of this today? And uh, this kid goes, I've heard John Brophy teach. He's a really good instructor. He said uh, he was honored that he was in the next room to me. He said, you know, I've, I've been fighting fire for 20 plus, plus years and my styles taught me things on ladders I'd never saw before in my life. 
And I was like, wow, here's a here's a guy that I look up to that, well, I look up to everybody because I'm 5'6", but I mean, I, I look up to this guy and, and, and he has this thing that, again, being very humbled about it, I, I'm, I'm probably one of the most humble people because I just don't, I just, I just do what I do, and, you know, but but it's to see those young kids and, and again, to hear the Brad Wessels or the, the Todd Visagios. I didn't know I had that much influence on Todd back then. I, I didn't, right? I just, he was just a guy that we hung out with and, and, and ran a couple jobs together and, and had some laughs, drank a couple beers, smoked some cigarettes, whatever. But, it, you know, I, it, it, I, getting up, going to work every day and knowing I'm a fireman, that's that's what keeps me passionate because this is just, it, there is no job cooler. That or being a garbage man. But they can't be the garbage man that stands on the back bumper anymore, so that doesn't count. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, so you got someone that knows absolutely nothing about the fire service, and you're going to put them with, with one person who's going to teach them all the right stuff, give them the best view of the fire service. Who is that person that you're going to put them with? Oh, I read this one, and I was like, ah, boy. One guy giving the tour of the fire service, but like, Right, they got to represent it in every way that that you want them to. One person, like a hey kid, come here, I'll show you what it's all about, kind of thing. Can I say me? You can say you. You can say I, I you. Mean, I mean. I, I want everybody to have the passion that, 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 that uh, again, I could giggle about this shit for hours. We could go to two o'clock in the morning and I, we, I wouldn't care. I, I just, boy, one person, you know, Bob Hoff. Yeah, Bob Hoff. If, you, if you've ever heard, if you ever had a chance to sit down, if you ever have, you ever had a oh, chance yeah. to sit down and hear the Oh, not like people. not one on one, no way. But oh, we we sat around a fire yeah. and and I heard the life story and and fucking wow. I, I mean, just what a guy that that you know. I mean, we all know backdraft was based sure. on him and his brother. We all we all know that. Um, you know the the picture. Of of Cosgrove or a picture of uh, 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 Robert De Niro in the movie with his back, Bob's back. That Bob was the one that was burned by Fosgene. Uh, Bob did watch his dad get killed. Bob still wears his watch. I mean, it, you hear the story, and 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 then uh, more people don't know he was a he was a freaking concrete guy. He was a mason before he became a fireman. And and and, and now look at the guy. I mean, the guy is just a pinnacle of. of knowing the fire service and, and everything about it and 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 having that love and again he's he's in his fucking 60s now and, and the guy can still throw a 35 like there's no tomorrow he was literally just i just saw him three days ago at yeah. a, right under fire like he's yeah, yeah. And still he's still doing it yep yep and, and, and there's a guy that just loves the job and 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 would give you we he came up here to michigan to, to teach a quick story but he came up here to michigan to teach uh, with us, we were doing a, a, a fool's group thing, and we got him to come up. And uh, him and Richie came up, and uh, he hadn't seen uh, Ann and I. We talked, we, had, we had, you know, FaceTime, Snapchat, whatever, but we didn't, or uh, uh, Instagram, whatever stuff, social media shit. We were yeah. talking to each other. He hadn't seen us in person, and and uh, 
we were getting ready to throw a ladder and Ian was going to stop by the training grounds. And he was, he had a, had a 28 on his shoulder and was kind of spinning it into the building. As he turned, he looked and he kind of saw Ian walking. And he, he literally just dropped the ladder, said, class is over for a minute, and walked right across the parking lot by the river, gave Ann a big hug like he hadn't seen her, you know, like it was his long lost daughter. He was like, Ann, I miss you. How you been? I was like, fuck, dude. You haven't hung out with my wife in 10 years. And, and, and like that, and, you know, just the, the relationship was still there. And, and what a guy, you know. And, and so, yeah, anybody, Bob. Bob would be the guy. Bob and Sean Duffy's a close second. All right, but yeah. In my opinion, Sean, if you ever get a chance to sit down with Sean. Yeah, I got I, to see him at FDIC this year. He taught with uh, his, uh, he was with one of the uh, search groups with. Uh, yeah, but, uh, uh, insert, uh, yeah he was with Insight, yeah. Yep, yep yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he, yeah, great. Guy's got a plethora of knowledge and just, and, and there's another guy's got a heart for the fire service. He'll give you the shirt off his back and. He'll train that we can't go anymore just to to make sure that you're okay and you're comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And it's a shit. There's certain, you can just tell within certain instructors the way they yeah. carry themselves where that's just what they're, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and you just named two guys that are right in that category. Yeah. Oh, where, to the top. I'm, I'm blessed to, to have them as friends and for them to accept me as a friend. Uh, you know, again, humbled as hell. I don't fit into those two groups. And I don't, to me, I don't look up and when, when when Sean asked me to be part of Build Your Culture, I was like, you, you talk about me, you know, you, you, it's just little, he's like, yep, I know. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm like, the old, I'm not worthy, you know, the old. Uh, well, the imposter syndrome, I feel you. Yeah, I, I know but, that. Yeah. I know that all too well with this this whole thing that I'm doing. Yeah, like, sure, I'm sure. just some kid as far as right, I'm right. saying, but you know. But you know what? You're making a difference, and that's what's important. It's, you know, you had Dennis Riley was up here last year doing, doing uh, that's what some of the jokes were. Yeah. We were doing, we did, he came up and did Great Lakes Hot with us last year. He's come up again this year. It's just another guy that's out there. It's just, there's so many guys we just, we leave untapped because we're so afraid. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. so easy to put a platform now for them to be able to, to share those things, for you to share right. things for Which anyone. We never did. You, you waited to FDIC, no. you, you know. And, yeah. And, and, then, and then you were, quite frankly, yeah, you couldn't get to everyone, or maybe you—you you know, there's only so many classroom sessions that can go around. You're not, you, you, right. and and I get there's some of those classes that you gotta have someone there for because, right. like, it's an instructor's conference. You know right. what I'm mean? not knocking the class, but I don't know, like well, something about like elevators or something. Not that that's right. a shitty class. It's valuable, right. and people should take that if it means something to them. But like, if you don't have any elevators in your town, don't take an elevator class. Yeah, right. right? And, and if your fire, if your firehouse has no motivation, take a motivation class, right? Yeah. You know how to search. You know we're still crawling on all fours and, and searching like a dog. Then we're, we're not going to do it right. Yeah. You take John's class, and you learn how to do it right, and we're realizing we're saving people. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So yeah. You ready for the last one? Yeah, uh, best part of the job, right? Best part of the job, having the job. Hey, I like that one. That that it, it, seriously, just it, there. Every job sucks at some point, but it, what is it? To what level do you make it suck? And 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 and, and don't make it suck. Don't be the weak link, man. It, don't just don't be there. You're not gonna be an expert in everything, but don't always find a way to. To, to have an excuse. I always say it when you sit when you have guys in the drill ground don't want to train. They don't want to train because they don't want you to know what they don't know. 
well, you know what? I'd rather you do it here and fuck it up so that when it really happens on D-Day, we're, we're not going to have a bad day. Let's, let, let, let's go, let's go, you know, and, and, and but just, man, just having this job, I, I, I honestly don't know what I would be. I, I, so I, I did want to be a rescued Coast Guard swimmer. That was, that was my actual dream. Uh, the day I was supposed to sign with the Coast Guard, my mother said, uh, God love my mother. She said, if God wants you to be in the Coast Guard, she'll give you a, he'll give you a sign. And, and uh, mid hockey season, I was a junior in high school. Yeah, no, senior high school, senior high school. And, and she said, if God wants you to be in the Coast Guard, because she didn't want her children to go in the military because whatever. And, and, and she just didn't want her babies going off to war. Like, mom, gonna be in the Coast Guard jumping out of a perfectly good helicopter because it looks cool as fuck. It's, you know, it's what I wanted to do. And she said, if you, if that's what's gonna happen, then, then God will give you a sign. I went to school that day and I had to go to, to drama class and they turned off the lights in the auditorium and I fell off the stage and shattered my ankle. <laughs> it couldn't sign. So I had to become a fireman. So, yeah, so mom, mom said, see, I told you. I said, yeah, mom, it's in the middle of hockey season. What the hell are you wrong with you? I can't, now I can't skate, you know? So. Priorities, mom, come on. Priorities, mom. <laughs> so. Yeah, that the, the job. The best part of it is just having it. Wouldn't want to do anything else. Oh. Selfishly, I love that question too. I love yeah. all the questions. I, I guess I, I can't, yeah, but still, like they're, it's they're, just uh, like I said, it's it's they're, always fun. They're they're freaking great questions. I I looked at them when you signed them, and I was like, oof, oof. So, yeah. oh, that, that's the goal is to make you scratch your head and. It yeah, well, it, it, you did that a lot. It, it, it hurts. I'm not at it now. Not much. I'm losing my hair, and it's going to get worse now. Even shorter. Once I'm growing the mullet, I'll start with this ball. <laughs> well, Chief, I, I mean, you you hang out. We'll green room to close it after, but we're going to close the live, I guess, part of this thing. Thanks for coming on. If anyone yeah, wanted to hey, get a hold of you. And, and, uh, yeah, anything on social media. Uh, you know, just on styles on social media. I mean, I'm Hell, I don't care. 231-286-2518. It's my cell phone. Call me anytime. But uh, find me on any of the social medias. Uh, please jump on social media, uh, Instagram, uh, uh, Facebook, uh, Great Lakes Hot, uh, the Build Your Culture uh, cadre. Our Great Lakes Hot's are great. Uh, and, yeah, it's a plug. But it's uh, June 12th through the 15th uh, over in uh, Macomb, Southfield area. Um, it's, uh, we've got, uh, five track, five or six tracks now, extrication, trunk, made a mindset, uh, engine, um, search insight fires coming up, uh, a bunch of big hitters. To, it's, it's a great class. It's pretty, pretty reasonably priced. Uh, for those that live in Michigan, uh, you can use state funding, which is that free funding I was talking about. Uh, the state gave us 40 grand that firemen can come for free. If you live in Michigan, you get to pays for your registration. Um, but it, it's still, uh, it's a good thing, but it's just Great Lakes Hot. You can find it on, so, on, on Facebook and on uh, Instagram and then Build Your Culture. Uh, it's another way. It's just a group of guys from all over the country that just all we're trying to do is find that culture that makes us good firemen and, and makes us about what we're supposed to do and about doing the right thing. And, and Sean's taking that group and him and Pablo have taken it and run. And, and again, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, again, so blessed to be a part of that group uh, with, with some guys that just, Every time I stand around them, uh, I'm shadowed by them, again, because I'm short. But, I mean, every group picture, I'm always in the middle because I'm the short guy. But just to have these guys with a plethora, uh, plethora of knowledge is just 
humbling and, and yet exhilarating to be in that same same category as some of those guys. So please uh, read something every day about this job. Jump on there, listen to one podcast, do something. Every day, make yourself just a little better. Perfect advice. And no spiel for me to close it. Thank you again. And uh, we'll, we'll see you guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Be safe. Thank you for listening. Check us out on outlierfirefighters.com, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Remember, excellence may be a rarity, but you are not alone. 